0: creepy is defined as an adjective referring to something that causes feelings of unease distress or fear but what if that's the stuff you're into august 24th and 25th CreepyCon comes to the knoxville convention center a celebration of horror halloween and all things creepy featuring the Rigger and mortis brothers traveling sideshow a zombie beauty pageant the scream queen contest a halloween cake contest film screenings, and more. Appearances from Naomi Grossman from American Horror Story, Santiago Cirillo from The Walking Dead, The Haunted Travelers, Richard Ruland and J.B. Coates, the cast of all your favorite stage diver radio podcasts, paranormal investigators from across the nation, and more. Get your VIP package now so you won't miss any of the festivities. For tickets and more info, go to creepyconnoxville.com.
1: Sound. Every time I hear that greasy guitar, I know it's one thing. It's time for Deadbeat Radio. Hey guys, welcome back. It's been a, uh, an absolutely shitty two weeks. Uh, not necessarily because you weren't here, but it's definitely not helped. So, I'm glad to be back, and I've got uh, Mr. Terry Snow behind the boards, as always. What's up? The, uh, again, the Chewbacca to my Han Solo, the man that makes it fly and gets no credit. So, we try and keep it that way. That's his one plug for the night. That's how I like it. And uh, with me today, I have, I think, what could be the most engaging episode we've ever had, because I have the master of funk himself, mm. a ghost hunter, mm. a wrestler, mm. a showman, mm. and potential next governor of the state of Tennessee, mm. Mr. Vinny Vineyard.
2: Toot, toot, it's time to ride the funk, Yeah. Treasure, man. Thank you for having me. No, thanks for I being here, I can't me, believe your voice is so sexy. I it's unbelievable. It's thank just you. rattling in these these uh, headphones here. It's it's unbelievable.
1: Uh, I am the epitome of face for radio.
2: <laughs> Again,
1: people, uh, we're working on doing live streaming the show, and thank God we haven't got it done yet because people will tune in and go, "Holy shit, that is an ugly dude." Well, but wow, what a voice! That's what I'm hoping for. Well,
2: that's that's radio, man, and you're not a bad looking dude either. And that's. As I'm sitting here, when you were talking and you were doing, you know, this is a really kind of professional shindig that, that the people have yeah. over here. They got the pretty ladies on the wall, which uh, <laughs> I appreciate. I think that's worth the drive from Pigeon Forge out here. And yeah. then it just made me, when we were k- kicking this off here, I was just sitting there thinking because I, my favorite thing to do, my favorite form of entertainment is radio. Nice, me too. And, and I'm, I'm sick that radio is dying. It's me awesome too. that podcasting is here yeah. for people to pick it up, but it's sad that people like you. There's some friends of uh, of mine they're friends now, but they used to interview me and stuff uh, out of Peoria, Illinois. They do a fantastic job, and I don't know what their listenership is, but it's it's sad that it's not into the thousands. I'm sure you know, and that's it's kind of cool when people do the podcast because we can get uh, everybody. Has a shot, yeah. To, yeah, to to speak and and to and to reach out, and I think radio is very romantic. And there's something about not being able to see what's going on, but letting your mind imagine what's happening in the studio. And
1: I like audiobooks. it's the same feeling. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like
2: audio because I don't like to read. Well, that's me too.
1: <laughs> I, I have a, a fairly severe form of dyslexia, and so reading uh, an actual book is is a struggle, and so I can't do it. Um, I as an adult discovered audio books and became that kid discovering the love of reading Mm. i was always the the sour grapes i can't do it so shut your ass up about the (laughs) the book was better i bet it was shut up i discovered audiobooks and um Became uh, an avid reader quote unquote if you will and love it now in a way that I think a lot of kids find it and so right uh, but yeah I like radio for the same reason I, you and I we were, I'm 42 we're roughly about I'm the same 40, age
2: I'm about to be 44
1: okay something. so I knew we were roughly about the same age we grew up in that time where radio was a, uh, there were shows about radio movies about radio you know talk radio WKRP yeah so, I wanted to be
2: Venus Flight right? oh I th- uh, yeah I think we all did Dr. Johnny
1: Fever for me as you can see I mean clearly Sam Kroc uh <laughs> steve cropper uh is my uh fashion idol but uh yeah so i always wanted to be dr johnny fever well i'm and, white uh, chocolate nice,
2: staying, nice. At, staying up at night talking to pretty ladies with the chimes now you know.
1: now here's something i this, this this may sound like an asshole thing but I, I hope not um i hear the accent i've always heard it on your videos and like your wrestling promos i always thought it was kind of a, a stage thing but you're not you're from baltimore you said earlier
2: I was, uh, yeah, born there, uh, lived in New York, North Carolina, Florida. It's a, it's what it is, actually, if you uh, care, it's um, my inability to sound Midwestern. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I worked, my first job in radio was for this crazy, he was about a 78-year-old World War Two veteran. Like mm-hmm. on Fourth of July, you'd walk in there, and he would be crying and talking about picking up body parts and putting them in bags and it's like well it's good to see you at work today too sir you know i mean it was just it was a weird way to kick off the shift but he had a piano and he was training me and he showed me how you can train your voice with a piano uh so your voice could have you know the like a sine wave the 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 uh, ridges and the valleys and it's engaging so you start a sentence off like this and you end it like this you know that kind of thing and I jacked my accent up. I never sounded like this before, but I jacked, trying to sound like Johnny Cincinnati, I've turned my voice into some sort of weird hillbilly, uh, Brooklyn uh, thug, I, throw you in the river kind of thing. I you. have the
1: Andy Griffith version of the same. Yeah. Obviously, this is my natural speaking voice. This is me. But when I'm on stage or when uh, certain times I do get a little more southern, a little more redneck. I mean, it's not that it's fake. It's me. It's just something that I – um again it's just a, a PCU that comes out yeah and so I do I do something very very similar with my southerness uh, I always t- refer to it as t- taking the Andy Griffith knob and turning it up to 11 you know uh, it's turning that Andy Griffith gain Yeah, turn that up a little bit
2: and so you're trying to sound Southern? Is that what you do? No, well,
1: I'm, I, mean, I am Southern, and I sound it normally. But when I'm on the radio or something like this um, on stage as a comedian, I do tend to turn it up a little bit. Um, not necessarily intentional. It's just that part of my personality has that accent more than I do. Does that make sense? Wow, I've never um, even
2: thought of anything like that before in my life. Um, well, it's kind of
1: interesting. Well, we, I think we have um, multi-facets of our personality. And as a performer, there's always going to be you at home, uh you at a uh, press of some form there tends to be you know you on stage so there's all these different variations right of, of our own personality and basically you're a musician so you get this i consider it turning the gain up right and so there's a point where you can turn it up to where it's distorted to the point the original doesn't shine through but there's a point where the original tones still shimmer through right. but there's enough grunge to just make it right
2: well i mean I get that with professional wrestling because the best wrestling characters are human beings that are doing a character or uh, per- portraying themselves actually very close to who they are. Oh yes, because oh, yeah. when you start when when you walk in and Vince McMahon says I need you to be a gay plumber who has Tourette's. I mean, you can almost see it on your face. These people are athletes. <laughs> the gay that,
1: plumber who has turrets. I wouldn't yeah. put it past that having been in a board meeting. I really wouldn't. <laughs> oh, yeah, that I'm is sure.
2: I probably read that um, on a note somewhere.
1: But I agree. It has to be a, a reflection of something. The Stone Colds, yeah. the, the Shawn Michaels. Right. You have to have something that so, is okay, you that's naturally.
2: A, that's a great example for him. You know, S- uh, Steve Austin, they try to make him My a Hollywood guy. My favorite. They try to make him a Holly or a Hollywood dude. And he had that Texas accent. <laughs> oh yeah, the are Hollywood like, blondes. And the thinning blonde hair they were trying to yeah, they There's know.
1: this barking southern wow, snap that net and, and, and here you got from Hollywood his camera. Those are awful, awful. But once he was unleashed to do himself, right. I mean and the best I think are always that way, are gonna be a reflection of who they are. Comedians the same. Yeah. Um I've always said as and, and you said you dabbled in some comedy as well. Um then you understand yeah. you have to be yourself, but the vulgarity difference. People people always go well do you cuss do you not cuss well I can do a PG gig but my natural is I cuss you know why I cuss in my real fucking life this is how I talk when I'm on my own fucking time and I want to talk about whatever the hell I want to talk about (laughs) so I reflect that on stage if you're a Jim Gaffigan and you don't cuss in real life then don't cuss on stage be you Um, you have to decide where you are I cuss I don't tell rape jokes uh, mainly because the one time I did it bombed uh, (laughs) and because I have some moral compass but I do not I uh, 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 don't filter my language, right. um, and so which does make it easy to do a PG gig because every fuck can, can be a freak, every shit can become a shoot. So it's easy to edit that when it comes to can you work PG? Yes, I can.
2: Well, the the guy, you know, going back to the thing, I mean, when I'm Funk Master V, it is turning myself up to eleven. Mm-hmm. I just never thought about. A southern accent coming out when you do that—that's well, kind of interesting. It's the same, yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's so, just your
1: your 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 home base comes out. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, that's cool. I I got interviewed by the Sevierville Mountain Press this week, and they were like, "You're a candidate running for governor, but uh, what do you think about people that are going to say, you know, you you have a lot of four letter words?" And I'm just, and to me, it's like. Time and time again, we voted for people who looked right, who wore the right suit, who acted a certain way, had a a certain idyllic uh, background and marriage or whatnot.
1: Again, a reference Terry won't get, they fit the jacket. Right. Yes, that's exactly right. They were the Johnny Bravo, they fit the jacket.
2: (laughs) I know know him, too. Anyway, there's so many things we could talk about. But... uh, you know, and so I'm like, well, this, you know, you voted from time to time again, and they've wrecked the country, and we're barely we're we're held together with spit and duct tape at this point, and chicken wire. So it's Amen. time to it's time to go with. I think if it's not for me, for somebody, that's going to be, uh, you know, what I'm saying is they're going to be uh, real, and uh, that's what I am. I'm 100 percent real. I did that with comedy, even the Funkmaster V wrestling stuff. That's a part of me. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. something hilarious about getting up on a top turnbuckle, taking the straps down off your singlet and grabbing your tit at a guy and making the kiss face to see him sit there and just second guess why he came out that night.
1: One of the reasons I'm I'm so happy to have you here. And again, thank you for coming. This was, um, I've admired you for a long time. And that's one of the things I admire about you um, is, is as I've gotten to know you, this is our first time sitting down face to face, but as I've gotten to know you, the pedestal has been, slowly raised by other things. But one of them is, you've done something that I've always wanted to do. You've achieved a dream. I love pro wrestling. I always wanted to be a wrestler. I actually remember, I was in like sixth grade, and they got one of those, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I wrote a professional wrestler. Mm. And I got the, the 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 Christmas story, you'll shoot your eye out. You know, like this is, and I, I crushed. And, you know, I've never done, I'm 6'4", I had a chance. If I'd have been sure. started earlier, maybe. So maybe this, this one teacher crushed my dream. But I wouldn't be here. And I guess then I'm glad... Garth Brooks said it, unanswered prayers. So, you know, but you do something I've always wanted to do. So I, I think that's awesome. I love it. I've always wanted to do it. How'd you get into wrestling? How'd you start there?
2: I was a musician, a professional musician. I toured around a lot for about nine... Bass, is that right? You played yeah, bass? Yeah, I play bass and sang. And uh, I actually was kind of like a bad guy in the band. Uh, I, short story, <laughs> the I The band I was, heel. I was the band heel, definitely. I, we, we were almost signed and really? Napster came out, um, and uh, ninety thousand units a week for the number one song in America went down to about three thousand units a week, and that's why you don't have rap bands, girl R and B bands, rock and roll bands, funk bands no more, is because there's not right. enough money to go around for the artists. So,
1: and now it's even worse with the yes. Spotify's and stuff. I know there's a huge yes. thing that comics are hating it too, because well, comics it's like, aren't selling records either.
2: And it's like the thing with the podcast. It's like it's great; everybody can do a podcast, but who's getting a big chunk of change? You know, well, we all have to supplement our dream with with whatever. You know. we
1: live in an age here and I've said this about and it, I think it resonates for music podcasts um, talent of almost any form of comics we live in an age where anybody can do it hooray yeah. the sad part is we live in an age where everybody can do it shit that's right and there's so many people I think the reason the Led Zeppelins and things made it was not only the business but it was much <laughs> easier to stand out because there weren't a thousand other dickheads who weren't ever going to make it in the way
2: you know why a lot of those bands made it their dads right place them right time the dads bought him a PA. Yeah. I mean, that was literally a lot of bands got signed because they actually had instruments to play. Do you know, that's how
1: Ozzy got the gig in Sabbath, right? <laughs> yeah. He showed up and he went, I got my own PA. Yeah. And they were like, You're hired. Yeah. Like, that's, 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 that's true. I mean, that's yeah. how
2: different things are now. Yeah. Now people have their own studios in their oh, own house. Yeah. You know, I mean, because it, all
1: it takes is a laptop and a microphone. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I mean, and you can work from there.
2: So, anyway, getting into the wrestling, why how I got into wrestling, and, and the we recorded a really good album, by the way, uh, from a guy who was Steve uh, uh sound recorder, nice. uh, uh, recording engineer, and his name was Wojtek Kachanik, and we drove all the way out to Nashville to do it. Oh, nice. And the guy lived, in Nashville. And the guy, Henderson, uh, anyway, uh, Victor Wooten lives in Henderson, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So, the Wooten brothers are Nashville legends. Oh, they're they're bad A's. Oh, yeah. But, anyway, uh, he... Uh, he was working in his ex-wife's house, and we had, we broke a snare, and we had to go to Fred Curry's house who had... Uh, he, was a, he was the drummer from Cinderella? Cinderella. Yeah, yeah. And we got his Orange County kit, and he was living in a basement apartment, renting it out. This is a drummer that toured the mm-hmm. world with Cinderella. Yeah. So in the late 90s or early 2000s, I'm sorry, early 2000s, this is where this cat was living. You talked That's about Greg pretty Brady. pretty common in Nashville. Yeah, you talk about Greg Brady, he... It looked like the Brady. He looked like he lived in the garage the Brady House. <laughs> nice, actually, nice, yeah. nice. So, um.
1: It's the funky but ba da ba da.
2: <laughs>
1: the funky but
2: So, after, you know, we we turned. So, since we were kind of signed and shelved and we couldn't perform as Flipside Runner it wasn't going to be any money, we changed it. What name was name the name of the band? Flipside Runner. Flipside
1: Runner. Flipside Runner. Funk Band? Um, I mean, I know you can you call yourself the Funk Master, but would you classify the music as funk?
2: No, it was like. Uh, Fuel meets big wreck, something like okay, that. Okay,
1: okay. So, pretty much rock and roll. Rock. Got it. Yeah,
2: you know. And so, well, the guy that I was with wrote really good radio tunes. Nice. And, uh, That's hard to do. Yes. And uh, and he was an amazing frontman. So, we, we changed to Pimp and Ain't Easy. At that point, we started being three to four white guys playing funk and hip hop and doing it ironically. And it killed. We made a ton of nice. money. We went on a lot of different places. And, like when I said, I was the bad guy of the band. We would do gin and juice, or we'd do uh, Trick Daddy, or, or uh, pimp and Ain't Easy, or uh Did you do big, them in the pimping. style
1: different to what, like the the Gord's version of gin and juice? I mean, did you do it in a, a different, totally different style oh, than the original? Rock style. Okay. So I it know. was
2: unique because we would also throw in, you know, we would do like Brick House and go into, um, you know, California Love by Tupac or nice. something like that, and we'd go back. But, Just
1: a side note, uh, Brick House. Is the theme song to every sexual fantasy I've ever had in my life. I've got a story
2: for that. Too. Uh, so
1: just, just, just for the record, for the listeners to paint a picture: every sexual fantasy I've ever had, okay. and we all, every guy knows this. Girls have a version, but for every guy, it's some slow motion walk, clothes dropping, hair coming off. I like the glasses librarian thing, and in Ooh, the the too. background of all of them, it starts
2: boom, 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 boom
1: so well, that's that's just the theme song okay. to uh, my sexual uh, fantasies
2: to riff off on that we were playing a club that should have had chicken wire around it like the blues brothers kind yeah, nice, of yes nice. and it was in the middle of nowhere and it was full of people and full of gnats and probably full of stds floating through the air um a bar special so uh this th- there was a regular there who was a cross-eyed stripper <laughs> and well, uh, nice. stripper. uh she uh wow. she at one point said uh well we were playing Brickhouse. Nice. nice and two girls that kind of one kind of had the uh, librarian glasses tight hair. I love, it. I and love then, it. And another girl who was kind of chubby but kind so of I, cute too.
1: I'm in already. I mean, yeah. like, I'm in. Yeah. You just described my so, wife combined it as one person.
2: Yeah. So they're all making out in the middle of the dance floor, and, and lined up around the dance floor is about 120 straight dudes who are sitting there. We'll duh. Yeah. Just like. So we got done with the song. Do-do-do-do-do-do. bump a And we heard, and they're still making out. And then we hear this guy in the background going, Keep playing! And we were like, and we look back at the drummer, do-do-do-do-do-do-do. And dude, we did like jazz accompaniments. We played Brick House for 50 minutes. nice. And so when the, the girls were finally done making a fool out of themselves and getting all the attention from the boys that night, the cross-eyed stripper came up and said, we made a puddle underneath that chair, and I almost at that point barfed, but it was a funny story. We made a lot of dudes happy that night, but uh, <laughs> anyway, so being the bad guy in the band and uh, in leading the, into the wrestling was uh, when, uh, like if we would play a song like Gin and Juice or something like that, I would always uh, get on the <clears> microphone <throat> and say something like, uh, I believe that, Song glorifies drugs, and the lead <laughs> singer would be like, "Shut up!" Or we would do "Pony" by Genuine or something, and it would be like, nice, "I believe that uh, that song." Nice, you obje- were the heel. That song objectifies women, doesn't it? And he'd be like, "Shut the f up!" And the whole crowd would go against me. <laughs> nice. So when I got tired, I'm a Jets fan. Unfortunately, Joe Namath said, "When you catch yourself on a football field yawning." It's time to retire, and there was a. Sh- I week. think
1: that's fair of any profession. If you're on set yawning, and it's not just from exhaustion, yeah. you need to quit.
2: And I, there was everybody wanted a spot in this band. It was a hot band. We got paid yes. a lot of money compared nice. to what a lot of people because we were assholes.
1: I have done that. I say you've right. done something I always dreamed of. I did play in a band. We didn't follow, but so the doing, the touring, the all that was my dream, and I'd still love to do it. I don't play anymore. Do you still play?
2: Uh, rarely. I mean, it, I, it killed. It, it actually choked the life in my enthusiasm for playing do you still play
1: at least by yourself for yourself pick around the house
2: well my kid my, my daughter and my niece and nephew who are kind of like my kids they're all starting getting into music and uh that's exciting for me because i think i can help them out nice and
1: uh i do love those moments with my kids even if video games yeah. my oldest hasn't started with music he's nine he hasn't started music actually he they both of my kids have some sensory issues so they um uh uh, each have their own issues. Him is the sounds, so I don't think he's going to do music. I don't think he's going to like that at all, which sucks, because I was a, I was a band geek. I started in fifth grade, played saxophone for years, started Sexy. playing guitar. Yeah, started playing the guitar, um, and then I ended up... We, we're we hoping to start using it as our um, uh, theme music when we get a, a good cut of it, but I used to play in a stoner rock, blues-based Sabbath cover band, power trio, playing bass and singing, and I loved it. I, um, I hadn't been a bass player. It literally was a case of... I, I had the biggest amp. <laughs> I, I, that's what it was. They were. I had a, a, a Fender Blues Deville, which is based on an old basement, so 410. So it was a bass amp chassis. So I just turned all the stuff that would blow the speakers down. Plug my bass in. So it was one of those things where like, uh, Chris is the best guitar player, so you play guitar. Jason, you can play drums. All right, you're in. I own the biggest amp. Pawn shop. Here I come. Bought a bass. Didn't know what I was doing. And so I become the Lemmy of the band.
2: Well. and, and, and- in knoxville I, th- I find it funny I-, I go around we used to go around all the time and, and rub elbows but it was like the worst guitar player in the band always played bass and that always flew all over me because to me the bass was its own gimmick and it's nothing worse if you're listening to the i don't know who's listening to this. if you're a guitar uh, player, I can tell you who's
1: listening kirk keller uh a fellow deadbeat in uh, uh montgomery alabama Um uh, uh Possibly Terry's girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, before I say something stupid. Girlfriend? She, she's listening. Girlfriend Jessica is listening. And next week's guest. They'll listen to this to get an idea. So, those three people for sure. And then hopefully some others. But we know those three are listening.
2: Oh well for the, the guests next week, I'm not sure why everybody's not wearing pants in the studio, but you know, make sure you're wearing some clean underwear. Uh, we awesome. tell
1: people to make themselves at home and then this is how they <laughs> tend to uh, express themselves. I do which
2: appreciate is, I do appreciate the foot rub.
1: Which is better than when I work retail through the day and I'm just being friendly and I go, Hey guys, come on in, make yourself at home and I get the same where's the beer in the couch? Her, 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 her. <laughs> it's the if it doesn't scan, it's free. I get it all it's like, God damn it. If you people had any idea how bad I wanted to stop talking to you, I'm just inviting you in and being cordial. Just fucking look around. Let me know if you need something, right? Shop. Look. I'm not going to be a dick, but I'm going to be super helpful if you need me. You ch- make the choice. That's it. Look a- God damn it. I hate it. It drives me nuts. So, um, yeah, when I say make myself at well, home here, they take their pants off. Way better with that. I would much prefer nudity than stupid uh, uh, ad nauseum questions that aren't as funny as you think they are. So I'm yeah, down with that. Absolutely. Yeah. So those are the three people that are listening for sure. So whatever you want to address to them.
2: If you're a guitar uh, player playing bass, just stop. Just you're you're terrible. It, it's like a, it's like it's it's almost as bad as a bass player who's trying to play drums. It's just it's just <laughs> terrible. Just
1: stop. I couldn't do that. I am a shitty drummer. I can literally do boom 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 on the bass yeah. pedal uh, on the bass drum, and then like one snare boom chick, boom, chick, boom boom Now I'm out.
2: That's all I got. I was doing a ghost investigation uh, at a place that had a drum set, and I got behind it, and I was like, (65) I get done, and my tag team partner, who's seven feet tall, Big Luke Walker, looks at me and goes, so you're a bass player. And (laughs) it made me feel so bad about myself. I was like,
1: you can do that with guitar players playing bass. (laughs) ( plains침)
2: Oh, my God. Go away. I see it.
1: I uh, I can't stand that either because um, to me the bass is its own instrument but it's a um, it's an art of itself but I have said this um, I think the bass is the one thing you can be really solid at and require the least amount of talent to be solid at. I don't think Absolutely. that's I don't think that's root, but cuz drums take a lot of talent. What? Really guitar takes a lot of talent. Um bass, you can be solid and be like, "Dude, I'm not I'm fucking no Geezer Butler, but I got this. I well, I'm on this."
2: The we're talking about the Victor Wooten uh, and his brothers. Uh, Victor Wooten is a bass player, maybe the best musician on the planet Earth. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the Oh yeah, Ben Fleck. I mean, he's uh, The uh, the potential is off the chain it, it you know piano is an easier mm. instrument to play and then really yeah
1: oh see that's one of those that seems like quantum physics to me like i look at the piano
2: Dex- and- i'm just talking about if we're talking about dexterity
1: oh okay,
2: okay you're just pushing yeah. fingers down yeah. you know with yeah, okay. banjos and and horns do the finger picking and drums. ah
1: I do it with bass yeah. but I can't do it with like I can't do the Chet Atkins the Glenn and I want to so bad I want a chicken pick I want to learn I got a right. Telecaster um, we're we're super poor just for the record and um, <laughs> uh, uh, Borderland like Roseanne uh, TV show level of life and but we, we, we are funny and love each other and we have live a happy life but that's where we are you're going so um, to get cancelled yeah well I try not to say right I'm, I don't tweet at all I'm not on Twitter okay, so I'm great. good you're safe. and again only people listen to this know my terrible views but um, again that's, that's how we live and I'm not trying to be a poor pity me, but what I'm saying is uh, we live that, that, that kind of life. And so um, my, uh, my wife this year for our taxes said, hey, do something a little fun for yourself. And like oh. I, I'm dying to have like a motorcycle, but we can't afford it. And so my last one got stolen, and so we Shit. just never could replace it. And she was like, hey, you don't play guitar anymore. You've sold all your gear over the years to pay bills. She yeah, was like, man. buy yourself a guitar. She's like, "We can we do that? I was like, we can get a good guitar for a couple hundred bucks. So I bought this Chinese knockoff telly, and it was everything I wanted but couldn't afford. And I was like, I don't care. That's fake. I was like, it's for me. It's what I want. Well, and man, so, yeah, and, I, everything... and I'm going to make a parts caster. I'm going to hot rod it out and change this and change that, and um, because I love that. I, are you a gearhead when it comes to your music? Absolutely not.
2: Oh, really? I, I'm totally white chocolate. I'll just show up, hand me whatever. And I'll oh, play that. really? See, I'm yeah, not. I'm not. I'm
1: I, a I'm a snob, but I'm not a dick about it. But well, I'm like, I know what I want.
2: I am a snob when it comes to how awesome guitar shops used to be because you could I walk into it. a place. And you could see the gear that your superheroes used to play. Trace Elliott and SWR and David Eden and all these, and Ampeg and all these types of yeah. really cool. And now the Walmarts have come in. The, the Mars music's kind of went this way. But Here's musician's a shitty friend, guitar in a box on a rack. Yeah, and, and those guys tell me, because I'm like, where's all the good crap that I want to play? Online. The, exactly. They can make so much more money selling 10 Squire whatever's than they can selling one PRS or whatever. So um you know and you just have to you, you tell your children man, you know guitar shops used to be cool. Oh, there yeah. Used to be, BMX there'd be an shops old man,
1: you'd be an old dude, you would come in here and be like what do you want to see? And he would warn you about some stuff and he would hand it to you. It's, it was the Ray Charles and the Blues Brothers, you know. And he would hand it to you and you would sit there and go
0: bow, 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 bow.
1: Yeah, that's cool, man. Thanks. And you hand it back, and you just you just stand there and ride your bike back home. Stop right. and get a lemonade on the way. Damn it! That
2: was Spend the first. That, by the way, that's the first song I learned. On everybody, bass. everybody. I think everybody, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, I love Deep Purple. I'm a huge Purple fan. Oh, see again for me. That's I like anything blues based, whether it's um, a, a Public Enemy hip hop, or whether it's a right old on. school Wayland country, or a clutchy guitar, or a uh, you know. Muddy Waters. I like anything blues. Three chords and a cool singer, I'm in.
2: Well, we're just... I don't know. I think we're like brothers from another mother. I mean, <laughs> you know, I go by Funk Master V. And I love funk. Don't get me wrong. I think the funk bands are by far the best. Oh, and yeah. If you see a funk band, they can play your genre better than you can and give you a show while they Well, I love
1: disco, which is heavily funk-influenced. Right.
2: So. Well, I'm not a... I think disco killed funk. It's almost like the commercialization. But Agreed. yes. No, I totally agree. But, uh... But I'm I'm truly a blues guy. In fact, we were talking about The Color of Money, which is a pool hustler movie. I used to be a pool hustler, too. Amazing. But my other movie, I'd either go home and watch either The Hustler after school every day on vhs i'd watch the hustler i'd watch color of money
1: again terry a vhs is a tape and uh, <laughs> uh, you it's like a cd but with uh, way more moving parts yeah, yeah. yes was yes. i was, okay. was life for those. all right so, just checking just checking yeah, again yeah. i got to i got to i, I got to watch the kids here i got to make sure i
2: bet he had, i bet somebody in his family died and he had to move a box uh, of those ones three
1: four episodes ago i had to explain a laser disc yeah, so that's true. that one yeah. Um, yeah, yeah so
2: but the the movie that i really loved, too was uh, Joe Seneca and Ralph Macchio and Crossroads. And and that oh, God, yeah. and that, that movie is what made me I never heard music like that before. I was because at that point there was a lot of hair metal and I just I'm a hair metal guy. And I didn't Which not, is
1: blues bass when you break it down, a lot right. of it.
2: But it just I was listening to the, when when the eighties was around, I was excited for Living Color, Faith No More, and King's oh, X. Yeah. Because they More were prog rock. They were kind of going in there they they, there was some funk and there was some you know, all them people had soul, because they're all <coughs> African-American singers, except right. Mike Patton, is, you know, he's white chocolate, I too. like Faith
1: No More. I'm not crazy about a lot of his other stuff.
2: I am, too. Well, to me, I'm, I'm a pop rock guy.
1: Me, I'm, too. I, I love I pop rock. I love pretty little packages.
2: Yeah, I don't like when we're 19 minutes into something that sounds like, you know, there's like all this industrial ambient stuff. I'm just like, you I know, do hate Rush. You know, I do, too. I hate him. I'm a bass player, and I don't like people all the time. When they come up to me, they're like... Oh, you like Geddy Lee? You like no. Let's Claypool? And you like, dude, they're badass. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I don't like their yes. art. I don't like Primus. I don't like Rush. I don't like all these, you know. And so when people find out on bass play, they list 99 white bass players. So who would be
1: number one for you? Who's number one? Give me number uh, one. Larry Graham. Okay. From Excellent Sla- choice. Slime Sla- 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 of Family oh, yeah. Stone. Excellent he- he's choice. the guy that invented I'm going to add my <laughs> bottom <laughs> yeah. so the
2: dancers do, just do, can't do, hide. Do, do, boom, boom. Do, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do, Great. So, um, yeah. Uh, Yeah, Larry Graham would be my number one, and and you gotta, I love his style. I'm always, I had to shave my afro this year. I (laughs) know. And and so
1: I love what I would refer to as the duck done. The kids call the uh, Bob Ross. I love it. I I I love it. At 44,
2: my hair just wasn't kinking, and it took. Too long. Yeah. If I had a performance, if I had a wrestling match, I'd be sitting there for an hour. So that's
1: not your like natural, just grow out hair. It,
2: it was, but it just took work. Leave, It's leaving. I, I think it. I'm thinning a little bit. Which uh, you oh, still I'm thinning can't... a lot. I'm bald. I look like a, I. Oh,
1: I, I, <laughs> okay, I, I have, thought that I, was a style. No, I, I, I'm fully aware that I'm bald and have a ponytail. I look like a quarter, uh, and I'm cool with that. Uh,
2: <laughs> you do look yeah, like a quarter. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. If
1: my kids ever have to uh, identify me in public, they're just gonna have a handful of change, and I get it, and I'm cool with that. I just don't care anymore. I'm not trying to get laid. I'm not trying to look cool. I I was cool with, you want to do the old biker look? Yep. I I started it when I started growing my beard out because um, I, I wanted to get in competitive bearding, and that was my thing. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually 63rd. I didn't know you are an athlete. Uh, I That's... am. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've got some funny stories about that, but um, I'm 63rd in the world at the moment. Uh, no kidding.
0: Uh,
1: sort of, but yes. Uh, um, in my category, I went to the World's Beard and Mustache Championship this year, the WrestleMania. So I competed in the World Championship. I came in 63rd in my category. So it's really... Um, they
2: ranked them that low. I'm not trying to be insulting, but they were like, congratulations, No, Ninety eighth place, <laughs> um, Roy Federer. Yes, yes, of and Ashley, I, I had
1: about a hundred because it, it's it's like a human dog show. They break you into categories: um, mustache, uh, sideburns, um, full beard. This year for Worlds, normally it's all full beard, natural, which is what I do. Grow it, show it. No styling products. No mm-hmm. none of the full beard, just as it's grown. Has to be so far up on the cheek, etc. Is and, there a talent
2: portion of this? Do you have uh, to do like juggling and
1: no? Shit. But what uh, what there is is um, heavy on the judging is the character and style, which I know you'll appreciate as a wrestler. Right. So um, people come dressed, it's very cosplayish. Some people come in like shorts and a t-shirt. Some people come in togas with uh, a triton. Some people come in a hillbilly, a lot of Victorian um, and a lot of steampunk. That's always, and I hate them both.
2: Bare knuckle boxers with the curly mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So
1: again, and, and in each specific category, much like the dog shows, you play to what you do. So if you do sideburns you come out in the old strong man or something so every category does their thing and everybody has their own like a, again like a great pageant their own thing so that comes out and it plays into um account it's not you know everything but it does play and so um just talking
2: you. to you for thirty minutes, <laughs> I, I've been reminded of like fifteen of my favorite stories of nice, my life nice. that I have forgotten. I'm just, nice. I'm like, we oh, found our man.
1: second to be continued episode. Yeah, uh, strong man, well, yeah. I just anyway. Well, exactly. so everybody does their characters, and they divide you into categories. I do full beard natural this year for worlds. They did links, so again, it's it's like weight classes. Um, and I I do joke that when I go to an event and I get a trim to fit because sometimes you're like one inch over and you're like well I'm not going to the next one up I'm going to you know I'm going to lose weight I'm going to trim down that one inch and get into the 12 and unders or the 15 and unders
2: Um, (laughs) this is great has he ever told you about this before oh yes quite a few
1: times (laughs) and so this year I went to the worlds. Um, in my category there was like 107 so I'm you know not even the top 50% but as a comedian when you say I'm the 63rd best Beard in the right. world, which is factual, yeah, very misleading, <laughs> hey. but it's funny to be honest. And I've said this before um, 63rd is funnier than winning.
2: Well, same, I'm I believe in the law of celebrity, right? And you oh, know, yeah. I do a lot of different things, yeah. one hand washes the other, like mm-hmm. for my businesses and for my pursuits. I found with my ghost hunting show, which is on a side TV, Wrestling with Ghosts, it is the most illegally downloaded paranormal show no way. in the African country of Gabon. And <laughs> I am actually have <having clears> made <throat> trophies for my my yeah. castmates saying congratulations. Uh, We're the most illegally downloaded paranormal show in Gabon at like 900,000 downloads.
1: I wish we had sound effects and could have like, <laughs> bump, bump, bump. that is great. See, that's the same joke. And yes, I love it. Yeah, I, love I love it.
2: it. Because what could, People can't, it, and also for a way for me, because I'm kind of a, I don't know how to say it. I'm say kind it. Of a, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like a pimp in a yeah, way. Yeah, you know? the, that's the shtick. That's so, the character. I get so it. So not only, what's well, also, I, I tell people all the time how I run my life, how I tell my family, how I do my business. I'm 90% Jesus. I'm 10% pimp. You got to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. you number one occasionally, you know. Yeah, I get so, it. So. When you're trying to tell people what you do, those little factoids tell them that you're not just some schmuck playing Skyrim yes. all week.
1: Which I can do. I yeah. do love Skyrim.
2: I, I was playing it today. Can nice. you believe nice. that? All right. Well, anyway, uh,
1: I got the VR version and I haven't got to play it yet.
2: I got it on the Switch, which for oh, only nice. only reason is because I don't have any other system. But Switch I'm doing. Is nice. I love playing Skyrim as a, as an unarmed because they do the wrestling moves. Have you ever done that? No. You've got to go through, and it's it's there's no tree there's no skill tree but you put your
1: in the right sp- stuff strength fortitude so you, you build speaking, yeah but yeah, you okay. can also
2: put it in stuff that you'll have extra because you don't use all that stuff so you can put it in speech and oh, you'll nice. have some of the stuff that come that- in
1: handy but you don't think about but y- yeah you're like yeah.
2: i'm, I'm going to be tougher i'm not going to sit there and you know but because there is no unarmed skill tree but you do it you mean you're doing choke slams i'm not kidding you're doing uh, nice German no suplexes chokes God, from behind am try this it, be
1: a kajit. I've never done anything but human. I'm semi-racist in my video games. Well, I like my people to look like me. I like I get white I, dudes. I'm sorry. I do, I, I, do get one, I use a pick every
2: game that every game that I play is an avatar. There's an afro, yeah. a pick, a pipsi, a, a yeah. mink coat. Yeah. But on this one, I like the kajit because he gets extra uh, arm punching got it, got it. ability. So it's
1: picking the, the the race for the skill. Yeah, got and it. then
2: you. Because it is tough to be the unarmed, because you mm-hmm. don't have a weapon. But there's the guy in Rifton named uh, the Fist. Uh, when you go to the yeah. the Rat Rataway or whatever, uh, yep. he's got a glove, and he's the only. It's the only drop in the game. That has this enchantment, and it's it makes your fist fighting.
1: Oh yeah, I've had those before. Like five or six. Pretty times. sure I sold them, but I, I have yeah. those. Um, Terry, I'm sorry you upset through another hour of video games. I didn't mean for that. To <laughs> he Terry just got done doing JMB's DLC, which is a video game podcast, and now he's like having flashbacks, and he's like, "Oh god!" <laughs> okay. But I, I, I am a an, a, I'm I'm not a hardcore gamer. I'm yeah, a either. casual gamer, but I do. It's a good. It's a good moment. I've worked all day. I'm tired. My wife has a disability. I have two kids. I've I've put my life to bed for a while. I'm exhausted. I've been carrying all the shit I have to carry sure. in the stress. For me to come home, kids in bed, sit there with my wife, roll a blunt and play a video game for a couple of hours is the best place. That's my happy place in well, life.
2: What what would you know, men of our age decades ago would have to go to the bar, yeah. spend money. Yeah get into a fist fight yeah. witness a murder yeah. and cheat on their wife yeah. I mean I, think and I like
1: those I like those things too and I love those but I'm things. too lazy for those things <laughs>
2: uh,
1: I'm very lazy and I don't want to do those things because they're exhausting can, can I'm I,
2: old and tired I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you I, this is this is why you should be you you should know that I love you excellent I love um, you too. and I and I and I also love myself and being on radio shows but um Tonight at 8 o'clock, and I didn't go, there was a Street Fighter tournament, Street Fighter 2 tournament nice. back in my hometown. The winner got $10. So, God,
1: ten, hold do you and, know how many games of Street Fighter 2 that is, right? That's right. I mean, goddamn, that's so, uh, 40 games.
2: I, I said, you know what? The Street Did Fighter. Did I know that too fast?
1: 40 games? It's, it's 40 games. It's pretty good.
2: Well, I, I work in retail. If you got, well, 40
1: quarters of a roll, that's
2: $10. If you remember the old arcade games, though, yeah. if you put the $10 gimmick in there you got extra tokens though. i do
1: not oh yeah if you did the token place our yeah. arcade I, I came from a pretty hillbilly town uh uh morris towns where i live now and so um we had <laughs> wait qu- a minute it
2: was hillbilly and then you moved to morristown no now. i've lived
1: morristown all life oh, that's okay, what gotcha, so. gotcha. but as a kid it's it's arlen texas i am bobby hill my dad is hank hill that's where i grew up with no tokens we took quarters they're like i'm not putting in a fancy fucking machine mm-hmm. you get quarters we'll get quarters
2: i never understood that either oh uh, i didn't it's, get it it's kind of like an extra step uh, yeah
1: unless you were charging me money then i get it like now it's like tax i got it all right here fuck it oh i put in a dollar you give me three that sucks but I get it Right, you, got-
2: you get bonus though if you had a token machine if you put a 10 in I think you get like uh, an extra 2 or 3
1: quarter machines don't do that again that's yeah. uh, so uh, foreign to me yeah, It's weird. but uh, when I was a kid in our arcade we had Street Fighter 1 most people don't remember that that's do you remember Street cra- Fighter 1? pretty crappy game it is totally yeah. crappy It's Street Fighter 2 most people may not know first video game uh, fighter game you can choose your character yeah. In Street Fighter 1, you were either Ryu or you were a second player and you were Ken. And that That's was right. it.
2: And it was like Mario Luigi. You were yeah. second player, you yeah. were Luigi.
1: And the one we had was like a deluxe. Remember Afterburner or whatever back then would have like the big cases you could sit in. But then they would have the regular standing one sometimes right. at the poor arcade. Right. Well, we had the deluxe Street Fighter 1 and you actually had to hit these pads. And the harder you hit the pads, the harder – like it was heavy kick, light kick – and so they were like a um, like a like a drum practice pad, if that makes sense to you. Are you
2: confusing that with another game? No, Street Fighter One. Street Fighter I can, One had had the yes, punch. I, yes, you I, you're I've thinking the boxing
1: game with the handles. I think uh, there
2: was a couple of those where the grid,
1: that. the person was actually like a grid instead that was punch of punch out. Punch out. Okay, in yeah. arcade. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, this was Street Fighter because I can to this day picture the corner in the arcade where it set. And because it was looking out the door, I can still, I have a crazy memory for shit like this. Um, I can remember, like, weird moments where, like, clothing I wore at certain times from my childhood, strange shit. But I remember vividly the arcade sitting right there in the corner. It was right by the door, so you had the the (laughs) horizon of the mall. But you had to punch it, and it was always broken because people are fucking punching it, right? So it's never, it's always out of order. But the few moments as a kid, you would go in, and it was unused and in working condition. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's here. This It was, like, just amazing. And I, I never could hit it hard, but you had
2: to... <laughs> that was a good good practice for, for, other, for future... Oh, when, when, yeah. When you turn 14 yeah. for well, other activities.
1: Well, I was actually thinking the emotional ride of waiting for it was like wait, asking my wife for anal. Like, it was never in service, but that one time a year it was. I was just like... Ah, ah, ah.
2: And I knew it was my time. Um, but uh, Speaking of... Uh, Street Fighter two and the wife. My wife is the coolest chick on the planet. Like she is You got one too? She's she's from Georgia, got a big butt, she's I like smart, it. she's strong, she's like Elastigirl. girl. Nice. You know, I'm very lucky I'm a luck, very lucky man.
1: Yes, I like it.
2: So but one day she was pregnant and when she was pregnant she wasn't quite herself. Of course. And she of had course. she had hard pregnancy. And I told her, I'm going to because we needed a coffee table. Mm-hmm. Gonna go. There's an auction. I'm gonna get you one of those cocktail versions of Miss Pac-Man. We can use it as a nice. table. It's real. The we can Pizza play. Hut yes, special. Yes. So I went there, and what I found out was Galaga and Miss Pac-Man. Even though they're old as dirt, still get hunt. They still command almost a thousand dollars for yes. a cocktail,
1: even and in I, shitty condition.
2: Yes. But what I found out is most of the other games you can get for a song. Nice. So I bought Street Fighter II that worked. I've never
1: seen that in a tabletop.
2: Yeah. No, it wasn't a tabletop. Oh, just, it this, was is, this is where this is where I went off the rails. Got it. I went there for my wife. So, but she's I, I a video ended, gamer. She's she not knows. really okay. But I, but she, it was a nostalgia. It's more right. of a style. She's thing. kitschy. That's right. That's Got a great it. word for it. Excellent. So, uh, but then what? What was originally a gift for my wife turned into me spending money on myself. And so I got a friend of mine with a pickup truck and I've we, been there, done that. And, and we've come home and she's like, Did you get the Miss Pac-Man? I'm like, No, but I got Street Fighter 2. And she looks in the truck and there's this gigantic nine-foot hobbling messy- Look, my uh, magic means. You know, Street Fighter thing. And she and this is so unlike my wife, but she said, I don't know where you think you're putting that, but it's not going into my house. She has <laughs> never said anything like that before or since. Man. And I was sitting there looking at her like you're kidding right she goes that is not going in my house <laughs> I, was like, I can go in but no so yeah. i had to leave the street fighter we had one of those craftsman homes on the, with the porch? porch on the front porch that's the most redneck awesome fucking yes. joe dirt thing i've ever heard and we, lived, we lived in downtown knoxville at the time nice so my wife's having a hard pregnancy nine o'clock at night a couple days later knock 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 she thinks it's Police, the fire department, what's going on? She opens the door. There's like two kids there going, You got change for a dollar? <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say,
1: that did not last too long on the front porch. <laughs> that is great. Yeah. That is awesome. That is awesome. Um, I, I, Again, brothers from another mother. My my wife is again super cool with shit like that. Like she allows the bearding, and yeah. she's like, "I like you better clean shaven, but do whatever stupid thing you want to do." And I always return the favor when she's like, "I want to dye my head the stupid color. I want to shave part of it. Go for it. You let me right. do whatever I want to do. I would never hold you back. I may mean, not like it, but well, that's you what do you got to do.
2: Is in a marriage, yeah. is you can't. As soon as you start constricting, the person's going to be like." With Facebook now, there's like yeah. 5,500 other people that will be like, uh, you, yeah. You
1: tell him, girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's exactly what it is. That's uh, right. But my wife is super cool on just the stupid shit. She allows me to do my comedy and this and take away time from my home. And, and you know, she's like, I know you're busy and can't be here, but it means something to you. It keeps you from snapping exactly. and burying us in the crawl space. Exactly. I'm all for
2: it. <laughs> I'm, I'm 43 years old. I'm, I'm going to Georgia next week uh, in a steel cage match. I've got blessings. I'm coming here. This week, when there was something we had to do tonight, and I was like, ah, "I told this guy to do this, blah blah blah." And then, you know, we're going to Fourth of July. We're going to Watertown, Tennessee, for me to uh, speak at a political rally. Nice. And she's cool with that. So you know. Well, okay, that's so the kind of chick she. I, got. I was about
1: to say, how is she? Because we, we do do want to get into this. You are running for governor. That's not a joke. That's not a character thing. This is not you that's know right. Brewster's Millions. None of the above. That's right. And Terry, I'll explain it later. It's a Richard Pryor movie. Um,
2: it's a good one thanks,
1: thanks. It, it's a movie so you would appreciate the, i'll add it to the on, list. A, on a vhs yeah. yeah yeah uh i might find you a laserdisc copy um, <laughs> it's a actually a, a great great movie but um is it's not again none of the above it, this is real you that's you, right okay so let me let me phrase this and i think this is what everybody finds out and wants to know let me phrase this in a way that's not being a dickhead but is still fills the gaps for everybody who knows you and and sees this and knows again you're you're a showman so whatever um do you realistically think you can win? Sure. Excellent. Excellent. That's. I mean, that's. The people want to ask. it. And so, are you um, doing this as Vinny Vineyard, the person, or the Funk Master, the character? Because here's the deal. I think both have their place. But which, <laughs> which, which side of you? Again, is it a publicity stunt? You know, everybody wants to know. Um, it's and-
2: actually. It actually would be. I could go to jail. Really? If I, if I admitted that it was, it is not. No way.
1: Okay, yet. so this is what we yeah. want to know. That's yeah. cool. Um, so things like that. Um, like I know you, people always make jokes, but what was the guy in the 70s? Paulson? Um, Paul Paulson for president? It's like a National Lampoon thing.
2: Oh, it's a pop culture
1: thing, Saturday Night Live. Um, and I know they did that, but I guess realistically you still have to be Andy Kaufman in character the whole time. So if somebody did that, they would have to be like, I am running for president. President, you, you governor, would
2: ha, you would ha, you would have to if you won, you'd have to you'd have to serve. Got like it. You, you couldn't sit there and go, oh man, you know what? I can't believe I won. So here's
1: a good example: Hunter S. Thompson running for sheriff of wherever it was out in Arizona, right? Right. Um, and then you have to think: Then, okay, is this real or is this just your next book? Because <laughs> if Jesse Ventura runs, and I get it, hey, there's a Marine, there's a Navy SEAL, there's somebody who was somebody before they were famous. Right. So they're going back to being somebody. And I, I get that. Right. When you do take a Hunter S. Thompson, it's like, you've been batshit crazy forever. We're not sure where the line is. Right. So I think people don't know how to distinguish somebody like sure. you who's in the middle um, in, in um, appearance. Right. I think that's the thing. Is, is And that's what we want to break down here is appearance versus reality. So let's start at the beginning. Where does this come from? I mean, most you can't. It's like becoming a comedian. Most people don't know. You just go to an open mic and sign up. Do you just. Go to the Capitol and sign up? I mean, like, what's involved? How do you start even the process?
2: Oh, the the process is actually pretty easy. And the process is probably why I, I was asked by a libertarian friend, you need to run for governor. And I said, that's a little, why don't we do city council or something? Why are we going for governor? So this is first for you politically. Uh, I actually ran for the House District 13 in 2014 against Gloria Johnson. Here in Tennessee? In Knoxville. Okay. And, uh... Because my business was struggling because of Uber, and we'll get into that uh, another day, I forgot the petition date and got the petition date wrong, and I could not officially run even though I pulled my petition to do it.
1: Mostly red tape, I guess, involved, right? Right forms, right time. There
2: is, and and this is why I'm a libertarian, any time you involve the government, it's inefficient, and it's also counterproductive, and there's a lot of bullshit and a lot of fees that you really shouldn't have to pay. Amen. And my the 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 reason I was asked is they said, uh, and the National Libertarian Party has has, has uh, called this group of people the Tennessee Twenty. There are right now twenty uh, independents, but they're libertarians running for governor to bring awareness to the fact that. If you want to be if you want run one want to run for office as a Libertarian, excuse me, as a Democrat, a Republican or an independent, you need 25 signatures to, for your petition. Okay. Not too not too bad. No. If you're a green, a reform, a constitutionalist, socialist, right to life, libertarian, mid-carters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the mid-card, right? That's right. We're all going for the TV belt. Right. Uh you need 33,844 signatures.
1: That's a lot more.
2: 25.
1: I got 25 people that I could round up tomorrow and get right. their signature. Uh, it, three grand of people is a bit much.
2: 33,000.
1: 33,000. Wow. Jesus. So the whole city.
2: Th- right. Yeah. And here's the gimmick. Um, they will check every signature. So if somebody's not registered mm-hmm. to vote, if somebody put their address wrong, then no matter what their intention are, even if they're yeah. going to vote for you or fix it, Later on, they're scratched. Got it. So, you got to get more than oh. 25. So, we had to get 40. It took me three hours at a party intended for signature swapping. I can't imagine what. 33- oh, that's cool.
1: So, people get together and go, look, we're all well, sitting the li- in the same boat. Let's get together. And the do it.
2: East Tennessee Libertarians did that. So,
1: here's the question then. So, you're running now, again, for people that get confused because that's 99% of the problem in our country people hear one thing and get confused are you running for governor are you running to be candidate of governor is this a primary or is just this is free for all everybody's got a shot
2: oh yeah I, I I Yes, I'm running for governor. So this is there, not a primary no, to get the – because that's is, what most
1: of us see the big picture. Say, oh, we whittle down these six people to this guy, and then we vote against that. Because it's not that.
2: There is no – because there is no recognized party in uh, – there's no third party. There's no green libertarian reform, anything. So
1: do you count as independent then?
2: I'll be on the ballot as an independent, and that's why, that's why we're running. Because you'll see so-and-so with a D, so-and-so with an R – you're going to have 35 people with an I. It could be the second coming of Adolf Hitler. It right. could be a guy that is mad at the dude that picks up his garbage at four right. in the morning. It could be a Green Party. It could be a Libertarian. It Could be the best person for the job.
1: It gives you no indication of how they're leaning.
2: That's right. Got it. And that's where the ballot access problem. It they want a logjam. They people don't have time. People got a thing to do, baby. So they don't have time to investigate every frickin' body right. on a ballot. So they want this intentional logjam to create confusion. Which
1: is why the three or four that get any press are the three or four that are typically going to win.
2: Right, or yeah, and the, the Republican or the Democrat. And, In right. and, and this country, you've got to raise millions of dollars or have access to millions of dollars to be considered a major candidate. Right. And that's screwed up. Think about that. Who has access to millions of dollars? Who are the best people you know? And how many of them have a million dollars? None. Yes, it's like... That's the problem. And so, not to sling mud or anything, but Diane Black, the Republican, uh, she took $3 million of her own money to run for a job that $178, mm-hmm. pays 178000 a year. Nobody loves Tennessee that much to mm-hmm. throw away $2.5 no. million. There's That's... a kickback on the other side, yeah. and her husband works for Big Pharma. Yeah. Big Pharma wants to squash legalization of marijuana. They want to squash medical marijuana because it takes money out of their pocket. It's terrible for you. So she'll get up there and be like, I love Jesus. And when you masturbate, you go shoot in schools and, and kill people. That's
1: the dumbest thing and, ever. And
2: she said that, and she has a thing called catch and release, which is a... We're not a border state, and she's she's done an illegal immigrant thing just to kind of ride this momentum yeah. wave of... And, and it's like nobody cares about any of that stuff. I've got... We, you know we talk about wrestling there's a friend of mine named wally miles he, he used to go by jagger sterling uh um, name
1: rings a bell but i can't place a face
2: just a great talker manager cool. he's got parkinson's disease mm-hmm. and a young kid and new wife and he's going down fast
1: man mm-hmm. I, it's a my wife has MS, so we deal with a very similar path there you go so i get it it's so rough
2: so if he had access to medical marijuana, his life would be a little bit better. 100%. And and it's when I see a friend directly affected by the bullshit that both these parties yep. have, have just oh, yeah. danced around for years, mm-hmm. it yeah. angers me. I'm the strangest libertarian in the world. I don't drink alcohol. I don't own a gun. I don't uh, smoke. I don't smoke reefer. But I believe everybody you say
1: reefer too. We just had this conversation in my house. Reefer's my chosen word. We are brothers from another yes. mother. It gets better all the time. Um but you again don't oppose people who do. No, I'm for and it. And that's the difference. Me too. Me too. That's and, and the big difference. That's thing.
2: what you know, we were talking outside, and this is the one thing I would say to you. You know, you when you are a Republican and which basically what most Republicans mean by that is they don't trust the government. Mm-hmm. And they don't want the government wasting their money. It's not that we don't want to help people. But when they take the money and they throw it to stupid places, that's when we get annoyed. And when rich people get richer, that's when uh, Republicans get annoyed. Amen. And on the social aspect, you just said, I don't care if this happens. I don't care if this happens. I don't care if this happens. I want to congratulate you. You are a libertarian. I want to shake your hand. Because (laughs) that's what it is. We're more conservative than conservatives. And we're more liberal than liberals. When it comes to hey, get your hand out of my pocket. Mm. I don't trust the government. It's nope. not because I'm crazy like I've got some sort of weird no. sex trafficking ring I in believe, my basement. I it's, believe
1: government has to exist. It has to it exist. Has to, and I think to a, a lot of people mistake libertarian for the anarchist which you guys have in your the, yep. just like we have the crazies. Everybody yep. has the bad representer that gets you. I'm a Christian. What? We have them. We have the Bible thumpers. Right. And you're like, damn it. Damn it, yeah. Tammy. Sit down. You're, right. you're Fr- My friends don't They know I'm a Christian, I will talk about it, but they don't, you're giving me a bad name, sit down. And there's one for everyone, and for the libertarian, it's the anarchist. All government should be gone, and it's like, no, 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 no.
2: The problem with anarchists is when I think of an anarchist, I think of a kid with a stick pin in his nose from the 80s and a mohawk spray painting a graffiti wall. But
1: I picture him grown up now with a blog, <laughs> right. so That's great. and a bumper sticker on his Prius.
2: I was just on a radio show last week. This lady's a, a frickin' anarch, uh, anarcho-capitalist, is what she calls herself, and...
1: Is that a drug dealer?
2: <laughs> that
1: that's that sounds like PC speak for drug dealer?
2: She's got a better house than I do. I'm not saying but it's, she, but it's, she it's, looks, it's a bad
1: thing, but yeah. that is I to make sure I'm clear, a narco-capitalism. <laughs> no, no, no.
2: And and Anarcho.
1: Okay. I was uh, I was, I was uh, thinking uh, narco capitalism. No. I think like, that's that's <laughs> that, that's a drug dealer. I thought Pablo, Pablo Escobar, man. yeah. That's okay.
2: He was a narco capitalist. That's, that's what sure. I that's for what sure. I heard. Yeah, okay. Sure. She's def- an a narco. And she, she looks like a pretty red headed bank teller. Or, like or a or a Sunday school teacher or something. And uh but she's like, you know, to i I'm a civil civil libertarian, which means I'm more concerned with people being f- treated fairly and right. people having access to rights that right. think they should have.
1: protect you don't fuck me right and, and i'm cool with that protect you you shouldn't be fucked hey, but don't fuck me
2: libertarians believe that the government doesn't know how to run your life they believe in self-governance they yeah. believe that you and only you know how to run your life now, a lot of people hear that and they think, well they're going to there's going to be murder and rape in the streets. No, nope. the right to swing your fist freely ends at your neighbor's nose. Right. You know, if you if you harm somebody else, we believe in the non-aggression principle, which means we do not harm anybody. Yep. These stupid wars, my daughter is a freshman going into being a sophomore next semester. She we've been at war ever since she's been alive. Yeah. Nobody can give me a straight answer why we're still there. No. We elected Barack Obama because he was supposed to be the good guy mm-hmm. and get us out of that war, and he did not. We are still mm-hmm. there. We're still here. with three presidents
1: yeah. in. Oh, yeah. And I, I 100% parties. agree. Um, for me, I, when it comes to I think this may be one of the things that does lean me again towards more of a conservative. Uh, I do believe we need a military. Sure. I do believe they need to be trained and armed, and there's a time where they need to stand up and kick some ass. I don't believe we're the world police. Oh, you got a problem in your neck of the woods? All right, deal with it. When it spills into my neck of the woods, I'm going to be here.
2: That's exactly the libertarian stance.
1: Is it? Okay. Yeah, the, so I the, thought it was none of the above, like, no, 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 we'll no. just all and, play nice.
2: No, that's, that is the problem. When you right. say things like peace, everybody automatically... And that's the problem with the duopoly of this country, is everybody assumes... If this doesn't sound like something that my dad or I would say, that it's going to be the pansy ass, uh, you know, hippie. Right. What it means is this.
1: I have hippie it, tendencies. So
2: I, because you're a libertarian, we'll talk easy. about it later. But you know, I'll get you the card and okay. the and the, and the, and the right. funny hat later. But right. the, the, uh, I guess what I'm driving at is, we need to have the number one military in the world yeah, I agree. because we fucked around. For the last 60 years and so we can't go back to a okay this anarcho not narco anarcho capitalist last week thinks we need to have a standing militia and i'm like no and this is where i'm a little bit away from her i think we've screwed around long enough where we need to have the best military but this is what i'm talking about our budget 51 cents of every dollar you give to the federal government is spent on military expenditures and our budget is greater than the next 26 countries on this planet combined. 25 of those are allies. So I would suggest reduce military spending, not necessarily defense spending. Okay. I have no idea why there's 137 bases all over the world. Right. In some places, they don't want us.
1: We don't shouldn't be there.
2: Yeah, and I think we should... If, if we have a couple countries like Great Britain, Germany, South Korea, where they want our help uh, with things or training, yeah. but all these bases all over the world, gosh, if we started shutting them down, you know how much money that would save? And then we could talk to the liberal friends of ours. I tell you what, you want to start making uh, chocolate houses for the, uh, the homeless? Well, here, we've just saved $99 billion or $99 trillion. We'll throw you a little something so you can have yeah. some of that. And then you can kind of maybe do some more social programs because will be the funding will be there but the problem is with America it's a it's a it's a household that is spending a hundred and fifty thousand dollars and Mom and dad make 80 grand. Yeah,
1: that's exactly right. Yeah. And a lot of that, again, for me, it's small government. A lot of that can be called out and go, you know what? We don't have to study the mating habits of frogs in the Amazon. We'll let the people in the Amazon study that and we'll just take their findings. We don't need to do this. We don't need to. um I'm not against social programs. Right. Again, for me, a lot of the places where I do end up separating from most of my friends is where we draw the line. Right. I think there are people that need our help. We should help them. Our tax dollars, we we should do that but again we need to discuss the specifics i think most Absolutely. of them are so far along well this guy has cerebral palsy he has trouble walking we need to uh, again adjust by making a business have a ramp i'm in we Word need up. to um again give him some form of stipend uh, again which is what uh disability and 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 things like uh, social security truly are they're a stipend um they go hey we know you can't get a job what can we do all right here we go that and i'm cool with that that is society that is civilization at work it goes hey you can't but hey can you do stuff then do stuff can you work in a uh you know are you cripple from the, the waist down can you work in a telemarketer great let's make it easier for you to do that and be a part of society because that's what you want too. but the people that just want to go mom i'm sad i'm not talking real depression i'm just talking about i'm sad
2: i want money yeah.
1: no way get your ass up.
2: It's a, it's a conversation that needs to happen on a much more pragmatic uh, level and uh, the problem the only problem because some of the social programs sound nice. They sound great. Yeah. It's like I want to help I want to help people. Yeah. Like I'm a Christian I too. too. I want I don't want anybody I don't want a human being in this world to suffer. No. And but suffering exists. Exactly. The poor the poor exist. Evil exists which is why we can't have communism which would probably be the best form of government if it wasn't for the evil and, and, I've said and, the same thing for years and, and, and on paper March. it's brilliant yeah it just can't happen on a 3 300- It's animal farm yeah <laughs> it's, it's exactly <laughs> right. what
1: it is it's animal farm Somebody all, would take it yeah all pig. animals are equal some animals are more equal than others Amen bro I mean that's what it is
2: So uh yeah the pigs would take over and mm. kill the cute horse They can't so,
1: they can't eat us all we've yeah. seen enough horror movies to know they can eat us all
2: But uh there's a discussion that needs to be uh, made, and I've got some ideas where you could save a lot of money in the government nice. and uh, have some money left over to decide. But the problem is is we talk on paper, okay, this is how we do this, this is how we do this. If you've ever done anything with the government, this is the problem, this is what scares me. Let's pretend the government ran Subway Sandwich Shop. Yeah. You'd go to a brick billion uh, yeah. building in a weird part of town. You'd uh, have fluorescent lights. Everything mm-hmm. looked like shit. You'd stand in one line, fill out a form, stand in another line, take a number. Uh, by the time you got your sandwich, it'd be 45 minutes later. It would be covered in dust, and you'd have somebody telling you to get the hell out of there with a terrible attitude.
1: Over-efficient. Yeah. They, and, everything, we must do this, and then this, and this, and it's, and just this. it's over-efficient bur- and a waste of money and time.
2: Bureaucracy. Yeah. And and so when we start deciding, okay, I'm going to give these types of people that can't work money, great, but the problem is you're going to have to employ people and there's going to have to be people that follow the letter of the law, which gets in the way all the time mm-hmm. of people doing good things to, for good people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all the money is going to be starting to get sucked up with people's frickin', you know, the brick and mortar building and the, the insurance in the place and the, and the salaries. And, you know, then there's not going to be enough money for the guy that actually needs it.
1: Exactly. And that's what it should be. Well, And here's the deal. I think we're going to coming up on a break here so we can take a moment, grab a cigarette, pee, uh, you know, call mom, tell her how she, whatever. She got it planned. But, um, when I get back, um, I want to hit a few, like just, I want to, you get like uh, uh, what do they call it? Um, when scientists say a word and you say a word back, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? It's a, it's a game that like psychiatrists play. I'm gonna uh, oh, uh, damn it.
0: Oh, word association.
1: That's the one. I'm I, sorry. This is I'm, why
0: this guy is here. It's it? It, This <laughs> is what Terry
1: does. Um, I want to do like a word association, like a topic association. I want sure. to throw out some some of these hot button issues because that's one of the things people want to know about their leaders or should want to know. Um, and you can give me like your quick yes no Perfect. fuck them answer, and then we'll of course do the five to drive. Uh, I got somebody ready for this, Terry. Outside, Vinny told me he had always wanted to do this meaningless do. countdown uh, questionnaire. I love so lists, so he's exciting. He's nice. actually excited for the five to drive.
2: <laughs> I may not be. Yeah. Uh, you may make me. May be, you may make me look like a fool. No, but, no, no, uh, no, no, no. I think.
1: You may. Uh, you should cry just before the end of it if it goes right. Is, is that not correct? Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, that's pretty correct. I, mean, I
1: think we, we've had a few criers. As yeah, well, so. I, I'm a crier. Don't 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 be afraid to cry. I haven't <laughs> cried on air yet. But I am, in fact, a crier let's, openly. Let's
0: do it today. Um,
1: I I cry at like um, uh, Ernest goes to camp. As you can see, <laughs> Ernest here. I cried in the theater at as a kid at Ernest goes to camp um, when he, they're leaving camp and he's singing. Gee, I'm glad it's raining to Speedy the Turtle. Like I'm in this. I'm, at, I'm like eight or nine, bawling, and I was like, I'm a weird kid.
0: Um, <laughs> can Muppet
1: I? movies, Emmett Otters, Jugman Band Christmas, waterworks every year.
2: I don't know what it is because I don't even know if I like it very much. I cried at the Tigger movie. Of course, okay. I was working third shift at the time, and right. I don't think I was in my right mind. But yesterday, we saw The Incredibles at the theater. There's a Christopher it Robin. Oh, it's incredible. The Christopher Robin There's a trailer. Christopher Robin, Winnie the Pooh thing, and I was sitting there going, if, if I'm not careful, I'm going to start... I'm going to fucking lose it here and start weeping I did. at the did you? I cried at the I, I felt it. I'm at work, chest. out
1: back, smoking a cigarette. <laughs> One Facebook video pops up, right? I roll to the next video. You know, you can scroll up from the next yeah. video. Sometimes that's how I spend my lunch break or my yeah. cigarette break. I roll up, and I saw it, and I was like, and I hate Winnie the Pooh, but I love you and McGregor. And so I was like, well, let's see what this is. And dude, I'm bawling. Again, I get a lot of stress going on at the moment, um, in my personal life. I try not to bring that on air. But and so I was sitting there, I was having a cigarette, and then I was like, I'm Christopher Robin, I need to find
2: myself again. And I'm like, uh, yeah.
1: but I lost it, dude. I just I went back in and my boss was like, Are you okay? And I was like, <laughs>
2: Fucking Winnie the Pooh. Dude, and I'm not and i am not a, I think Winnie the Pooh I'd probably punch Winnie the Pooh in the face. <laughs> If I saw him, I'd be like, "Get you little weird ass out here." I hate of here, him. You I hate weird him. Guy. It's an ex
1: girlfriend association thing, but I hate him. But I can't he's just stand too,
2: him. He's too—he's too soft. Yeah. I, you know, I'm from the inner city. It's like, man, I, I get it. You can have that, but you got to have like, come in with a biker jacket or <sighs> something on. You know, don't don't come in with that little red under crop top. <laughs> <but> <laughs> the no. So
1: top, I, I yeah. cried. So if you cried during the five to drive, it would be okay, okay with me. You're well. I may cry with you, but we'll take a quick break. We'll come back, and uh, again, we'll do some hot topics. And I want to talk a little about Wrestling with Ghosts. I want to find out okay. where I can find that. My wife loves paranormal shit. So uh, my wife would be a fan even if I didn't go, hey, check this out. So They,
2: they call it The Ghost Show with Soul. Nice. Baby.
1: Well, uh, Terry, uh, play us out and we'll be back uh, in a minute on Deadbeat Radio here on Stage Diver Network.
0: Hey guys, this is Jay Kendrick. And I'm Biggie. And we're here today to talk to you about a new video game podcast coming to Stage Diver Radio Network entitled J&B's DLC. So has this ever happened to you while you are playing a video game? Get good, noob. Your mom looks like Sean Connery and that still banger get wrecked. Well, you're in luck because we have a podcast by gamers. For gamers. Every other Monday, everywhere podcasts can be found and at stagediverradio.com. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Welcome back to Deadbeat Radio here on Stage Diver Network. I am your hostess with the mostess, your shining knight in stereo, Sir Lance a Little. Uh, I'm joined by Terry Snow, as always, the man what's who up? cues up my Clutch. You familiar with Clutch, Mr. Vinny?
2: I said like ZZ Top to me. Uh,
1: that's not that's not too far off. Uh, my guest uh, is Mr. Vinny Vineyard, the Funk Master, potential governor of Tennessee, ghost hunter, taxi driver. I forgot that earlier. Yeah. Wrestler, comedian, showman, uh, and uh, yeah, Clutch is, is that's not that's not too far off. They're they're what's called Stoner Rock but a uh, heavy zz top influence yeah um he's got a real deep voice. i love the voice that's a big one for me they got these real groovy grungy and he comes in how 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 and i, I love it see there you go yeah. so, like, yeah, so it's i very... mean it's,
2: it's uh it's kind of funny how things th- are different and then they they kind of remain the same yeah you know?
1: yeah it really is i mean it's no keeps coming around have you heard these guys greta van fleet
2: Yes, I've heard the name. I have not heard the, the band. Um,
1: they've got a song that they're really pumping everywhere. And dude, if I put it on right now, you'd be like, "Oh, that's Zeppelin." I mean, dude, he's got the plant scream. They've got the grungy guitar. Like it's 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 Zeppelin. Very Zeppelin. Let me ask
2: you a question. Let's just see how close we are. Okay. Who, who is the best musician in ZZ or Led Zeppelin?
1: Uh, the best musician would be John Paul Jones. But um, who's I, number two? Uh, number two, I would probably have said uh, Bonham. I mean. Would be my gift.
2: You're my um, you're I mean, my Negro man. I'm um, telling you. It's, okay. It, there's. I mean, John Paul Jones was a key, or it was a professional yeah. organ player. Played backup for Elvis. Yeah, incredible bass player. Yeah. Uh, John Bonham may be the best drummer oh, yeah. of that era, uh, of that style. And then, <clears throat> not to get take anything away from Plant. No, they're amazing. Plant, Plant was amazing. Yeah. And and Page was a little sloppy. But but came, I like the sloppy. Yeah, I like the sloppy. I got you. I, and and but. They're all five star yeah. rock musicians, but I'm just. Everybody always talks about Plant and Page, and I'm like, Man, well, Bonham and right. John Paul Jones would have been the, the heavyweight. I gave you that. the heads
1: up on the five to drive, and again, the the, the three listeners we have uh, know that the, <laughs> the top five uh, countdown or the top five list is the kickoff. Last week, I did with our guest Sam Donnelly the top five most overrated guitarists.
2: Oh, my gosh. Okay, so Sam Donnelly is a guy who's like. Guys, Facebook's so weird. I he know does so,
1: wrestling. I, he does DDP yoga. He used to be a comedian, um, but he's, he's a musician, with, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, was he's in a right was there. in a local band. He's, um, he's in a
2: like a pol- uh, like a polygamous kind of relationship uh, y- or something. Yes, he's
1: polyamorous. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Okay, yeah, he's yeah. also the oh. co-host of Helpful. Yeah. yeah, and he has a podcast here. He was uh, we saw him on the way out. Uh, but he um, oh, that was him. Yeah, yeah, with a green shirt. I yeah, it
2: weird that we were connected. I see this oh, yeah. guy's thoughts and I see what he posts. Well, he
1: worked with Barry uh, Allen and Ego Pro for a while. Um, and he had a he had a a a a rival with uh he did a, a thing with warren peace yeah i know you know warren you did warren show recently right? i did yeah yeah on, on the other podcast network um here locally and his show um uh, warren's great so it has to be entertaining so um but yeah yeah him and um <laughs> uh not. yeah warren's great but uh, him and sam did a, a thing for they did a bit so and, uh, i didn't know that yeah yeah yeah. so Golly, um so but small. i did top five uh, overrated guitarist and page is on my list yeah. And here's my thing with Paige. Um, and I said it's it's not that he's not a nine, but when you guys talk about him like he's a thirty, I'm, I'm sick of hearing that. It's like is he good? Yeah, but there's a ton of Richie Blackmores at that same level that never get the credit. Sure. So it's not that he's not high rated. He's overrated. I put BB King on my list of all fucking people.
2: One of the worst concerts I've ever been to. Uh, B. Really? I've yeah. seen him a
1: couple times and loved it. But um, again, I saw him at eighty. Saw me. Uh, I probably saw him in seventies. Yeah. Um, not the seventies. His seventies. Right. Um, and, uh, same. I, I put him at that. Is he a nine? Maybe ten? Yeah. When you start arguing hundred, I'm out. And I, I don't. I do He can't that. sing and play at the same time. No. 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 Uh, beautiful Watch. at both. But yep, yep can't do either. Um, Real quick, uh, before we get going, I've got some hot button topics. Have you had a good time so far, man? I've yeah. loved having you. Again, oh, yeah. this is this has been great. I'm,
2: I'm amazed at, at, at how much we have in common. Yeah, and, and how long we've known of each other on Facebook and stuff. And just I told you, I've been a fan same of you thing for with a while. Sam, Sam. Yeah. I know, like he's got like a hot wife, and they yeah. they do all yeah, these. And they're
1: wonderful people. I've known Sam for a long time. I they love seem like, and
2: they seem like decent people. And and you just it's Facebook's just so weird yeah. how you yeah. just. We let people into these, see through these windows. Into it's our almost lives.
1: like if twenty years ago we had met, we'd have been friends. I know, I know, it's amazing.
2: Well, I was gonna, I was gonna bust your chops because you were talking about the Winnie the Pooh thing yeah. on your phone when you were on your break, and I was like. Yeah. I almost said twenty years ago you would have had to made a friend, but yeah. yeah, now we can look at the phone and go. Doo, yeah, Doo, do, do, exactly. Go
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been a fan of yours for a while, so I'm so proud to have you. Um, Thank you. We would, I'm sure, there's several other things here on Stage Diver Network you need to check out. I know you're a wrestler, so check out sixty-five or one fall or sixty minutes with Mitch, the the commissioner. Uh, I refer to him as the commissioner. I like that. <laughs> I think it's very wrestling appropriate. He hates it when we call him boss. Because um, we do a lot of stuff, and we've got some cool stuff coming up, um, so we'll take a minute to uh, see what's going on. Anything new, Terry, that I'm missing? I know we've mm-hmm. got CreepyCon coming up. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, we're going to do, um, uh, uh, I'm going to be Rob Zombie and Bingy, the host of uh, a couple, uh, co-host of a couple shows here on Daytime as well. The Haffle and JMB's and DLC yes. is going to be Sherry Moon Zombie so that's going to be fun I get uh, have a lot of fun j is going to be set up and so it'll be a lot of fun we got CreepyCon the uh, 24th and 25th of August mm-hmm. um, I actually I'm going to do a quick plug here next uh, before we come out so this will be your last chance to be notified um, on the 6th I've got uh, of July I'll be at uh, Last Days of Autumn Brewing with um, our next guest DJ Lewis so it'll be fun um, we've got and uh also Jay Kendrick from j yes PLC. I forgot Jay's on that bill too that's right so Chevy that'll be a lot of fun um, and we've got uh, all the deadbeats so uh, deadbeat radio wouldn't be deadbeat radio without the deadbeats of comedy and I've got that coming up yeah so I like a, I'm a stable guy I'm a big fan of the stables so I'm in a comedy stable <laughs> the deadbeats of comedy
2: which role do you
1: – I'm the Barry Wyndham. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, we, we lined this out. J.C. Ratliff. I don't know if you know J.C., but J.C. Ratliff um, is the Ric Flair. He's the Ric Flair of the group, okay. hands down. Bubbs would be the uh, Ole Anderson, J.J. Dillon. He's the oldest originator, sometimes manager, uh, curmudgeon of the group.
2: Right, and everybody hates him.
1: Uh, Kurt Keller would be the Tully Blanchard of the group nice Um, yeah good solid role Um, doesn't get as much credit but the heart of the unit and again our only listener so we give him all the uh, sweet props Um, Mm -hmm. Patrick uh, Cunningham would be the uh, Arne Anderson the enforcer he's the enforcer and I play the Sid Vicious slash Barry Windham role (laughs) mainly because I'm bald with a ponytail and I look the best in chaps so that's that's my role (laughs) and we would be I guess the 90's four horsemen because there's like five of us we now have a six we now have Wiley Farrar out of uh, Pensacola hasn't got his role yet. So Paul, far,
2: he's Paul Roma.
1: I was going to say the Mongo McMichael for the moment until we find a better role.
2: You know, I. The
1: Lex Luger, maybe? I
2: can't. As bad as a worker as Mongo was, I loved Mongo and the horseman. Made no sense, but hated had, it. Hated it. It just hated made it. no sense. No, it's but terrible. There was something about his fingers when he did the. It, they were so he wide. Sausages. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: So, but all the dead beats will be coming up. So, if you're interested, you usually come out and check us out. Um, I know you. I don't think you've ever been to one of my shows either. So, no. Come out! It'll be a lot of fun. All the deadbeats are going to be in town, so it's going to be the NWO takeover. We're coming in um, to Sugar Mamas on the twenty-first of July, twenty-first of July, and then um, later this year, you you uh, may appreciate this. Maybe you can. Uh, I don't. It's a little out of your district, your jurisdiction, but in Pensacola, Florida, we're throwing the second annual fuck Fest. Mm. and that is not as libertarian as you think. <laughs> that is the feeding urban homeless community fest.
2: Oh, that sounds. A lot worse. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but what we do is we did it last year. It was the, it was a big success. We um, had comedians, we had um, bands, we threw uh, all the thing for charity because Pensacola has a huge homeless population. And we're going to start touring with it. So we're going to hopefully bring it to Knoxville, Tennessee, somewhere maybe. Nice. And um, we raised a lot of money. We had people there donating food. We were giving out clothes. So it wasn't just like all going to some bullshit charity in name only. We were handing food to people on the streets. We were handing clothes to people on the street. We had people there giving haircuts, helping them out. Um, We raised money, took donations, and Bubs Harris and myself the next day drove to a tent city and handed out tents and socks and inflatable mattresses.
2: Well, see, right there, that's when. we're talking about libertarianism i mean that that is the dream is the government shouldn't force us to take care of our fellow man but we as americans should want to take care of our fellow man agreed agreed and the government the reason i'm so against democratic policies is because they do just a shitty job implementing it yeah i agree and there you can't beat somebody if it's a call of God or just whatever you want to call it, the good nature, just being a decent human being, sitting around going, hey, man, it's time to to do something. I'm sick of seeing this. This is a problem that needs to go away, and, and we got to do our part.
1: I agree. I agree 100%. And so we did that. And we'll be doing it again, and it's going to be two nights this year. It's going to be bigger and better. So again, once we can get it up and running, we'll bring it to Tennessee somehow, and we'll get you involved, and we'll definitely cool. pair up. We'll have some, maybe we can add some wrestling matches. It'd be a blast. We'd love to do that. Or I could, um, I could.
2: Uh, never mind, I was going to make a terrible joke. I'm it's not okay. Good.
1: Terrible jokes are welcome here, too. I make them all the time. Uh, I may be a comedian. It doesn't mean every, not every song the Beatles wrote were great. Yeah. There's a lot in the trash can, so I make unfunny jokes all the time.
2: All right. Tell me what you think about this one. Uh-huh. Did you hear about the old man that fell in the well? No. He did not see that well.
1: I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm a, I'm easily entertained with classic formatted jokes. I love it. I'm a dad joke guy. That's great. That's good. Um, I, I do Mitch this. Mitch would have loved that one. I do this all the time. And it's just one of those, we all have repeated things we say when certain moments in life come up right and like our wives and kids get sick of hearing them absolutely right i do at work i say the same things my boss and coworkers are like again um and i repeat the same isms and one of my favorite things to do is when somebody asks something and i show them and i'll test this on you guys i always go voila or as the french would say (laughs) voila
2: yeah
1: (laughs) right i think it's brilliant Nobody ever laughs. <laughs>, laughs.
2: Have you? Have you ever? Now listen. <laughs> Nobody I told ever you I laughs. Used, I used to be a. Um, I used to be a stand-up comedian. Uh-huh. Have you thought about coming up? Ah no, never mind. That's fine. You you do that. I was going to say uh, there's a Spanish word that's similar to voila. Oh really? You would say as the Spanish say, and then do that, All or right. as, as the French right. say, and then say the Spanish. Nice. Word. So then you would be like totally
1: maybe more I need right. to change it to bazinga. Or as the dorks say, bazinga. Maybe maybe I just need to update it because I think it's brilliant. I think it's a material, and it's one I keep telling. I keep once in a have, blue moon somebody'll laugh.
2: I used to have jokes like that all the but time. But I keep do, I keep doing I'm it. I'm like that that joke. I one time I did a set. I killed the entire time. My last joke, which I loved, mm-hmm. said it. Not one mf left. And, and, and you're like. I've got to leave the stage now because I'm not good enough to, to...
1: I've never told it on stage because it's just one of those things that pop up in real life. Like, my kids will be like, Daddy, can you show me how to do this? And I'll do it and go, voila. No, I don't expect them to laugh because they're... Or at work, somebody will be like, Hey, man, can you show me this? And I'll show them and go, voila. Or as the French say, voila. <laughs> and it's crickets every time.
0: It sounds like a good sitcom joke, though. You know uh, maybe. I mean? Like a family sitcom. Is that like a John yeah. Ritter? Is yeah, that yeah, what yeah, I need? For, for sure. Like yeah,
1: a, yeah. a Phil Hartman on... again the I go, voila.
0: Here's where you get your laugh.
2: Mm-hmm. You do the joke, you fix something for somebody. Voila. Or as the French say, voila. They'll sit there and look at you like you're a moron. Five minutes later, um, something else happens, blah, 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 and then you you end your thought with, or as the French says, voila. Because repetition <laughs> I need is a common. callback. I need a callback. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I need yeah. a callback. That, that's exactly yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Excellent.
1: I need a callback. Okay, great. I like it. So uh, again, we were kind of talking, uh, you know, about your 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 gubernatorial uh, race, and we, we do wish you the best of luck because it seems like we're right on the same platform. But I want to do the uh, word association. I want to throw some topics out there and just get your quick answer. I don't I don't I'm not looking for your plan to uh, to win. Just your quick thought on a few again of these hot button issues. And again, there's no right or wrong answer. Um, so don't, it's not like we're going to be like, and, and start flipping tables, um, whether we disagree or not. But if you can sum these topics up into a quick, just hot take. Your, your hot take is that we're on the Facebook like land.
2: One word or one sentence? No, no, no,
1: no, no, not one word. But just like, you know, Facebook has, everybody's like, my hot take. Marinara oh. says sauce is garbage. You know, like, your, your, your quick hot take, just okay. your, this is my hot button. You ready for this? Sure. Okay. So let's start with the first one legalization i think we got that earlier but just general statement what do you think
2: completely down
1: completely down great uh immigration
2: uh immigration is tough i the my quick button on that would be immigration and illegal immigration is not nearly as big as a problem in this country as media and the politicians would uh, have you think because i think um does it need to stop? No. Sure. Well, I mean, does oh, illegal immigration need to stop? I meant touch your answer. I was like, no, no, you're fine. No, does it? <laughs> no, no. Does, does illegal immigration need to stop? Sure. Uh, but I, I tell you what, it, it, it doesn't... The only people that it affects is if you own like a carpet cleaning company or something and some group of illegals underbid you. Right. Or you got hit with some Latino driver that didn't have car insurance. Right. Other than that, they're hardworking people. They right. commit crimes less than than uh, than Americans do uh they we have tons of wonderful hispanic restaurants here because of them yes a lot of things need to change don't please don't twist this into the, we need open borders or anything like that uh there's
1: got to be a system just make the system easier
2: it it comes to, this this is immigration uh, i i guess uh, this is a little bit longer than a, than a bottom again boat.
1: i, I kind of was a loaded question right. i i sent you a fucked up yeah <laughs> uh, I, I i telegraphed a fucked up move
2: yeah but uh you know the, i i have 3 Three points where we should head in a direction of immigration. First, prosecute the rich people who are hiring the illegal immigrants. 100%
1: agree. Why
2: are we always in this country picking on poor brown people mm-hmm. uh, unjustly? Mm-hmm. And so, by and large, if, if there was no jobs for these people to come to, then they would probably have to do something else. Secondly, it should be a lot easier to become an American citizen. 100% agree. It's it's too much red tape, too much bullshit, and also it should be fairly easy for these people to obtain legal work visas to go pick our strawberries and stuff. Because guess what, folks? We're cracking down on these people, and avocados are still hanging on the tree in California.
1: 100% agree.
2: We're going to have some really boring salads coming yeah. up soon.
1: And you know what? It's not just that. I don't want... White people from Europe doing it any different. Again, so we can be like, you're just Mexican racist. It's right. like, no, you know what? I've seen every James Bond movie ever. And you know what? The people who are the worst danger are white people from Europe. <laughs> so I'm not afraid of the guy picking tomatoes, but here's the deal sort them both out at some form of border, let the cool ones of all of them in, and yep. we'll have a better society. Amen. You know, That's it's like, preach. I know who's going to fuck me up and blow up my plane. It's the white dude who comes up and goes, hello, Mr. Bond.
2: Yes, you're exactly right. And see, I think you know I, I've had a background in comedy, and, and you're a comedian too. I, you, we got R- it supposedly. We yeah. <laughs> I, I did the finger quotations yeah, yeah, I for saw comedy, it. but uh, we we have to have a sense of humor with some of this stuff because we're oh, yeah. We're in a really me and you are old enough to realize our kids are not growing up in a time that was carefree like the the no. 80s. And, and I uh, hate it
1: for them, but it is what it is.
2: Yeah, my daughter wears, and so all of my ne- ne- nephew and niece. They wear tons of stress on their shoulders every yeah. day that I do oh, yeah. not have.
1: Oh yeah, my nine years old, or my nine year old is already showing signs of it, so we deal with it too. Yeah. All right, so that's a, that's a hundred percent agree on immigration. So so far, hundred percent agree. Basic taxes.
2: Uh, a lot of libertarians say taxation is theft. I nope, think. Yep. I yep. Think, um, that's it.
1: That's actually where I was going. Yep.
2: Yeah. I I think um the reason I'm against capital punishment. The reason I'm against uh, a lot of taxes, state taxes, property taxes, is because the government does not know what to do with the money once it gets it. It's like Correct. a crack whore getting more crack. Correct. Uh, I have friends who live in New Jersey, free and clear house willed to them by grandma, property taxes $20,000 a year. Yeah. How can you? I'd love to live it's uh, possibly – the Oprah. Yeah.
1: I give you a car that you can't afford the taxes on, so you go bankrupt because I gave you a car because you were a guest on Oprah. That's a fucked up system, bro.
2: Yeah, I mean, a free and clear house is not free and clear anymore, especially there. That's why everybody's moving down south.
1: I'm a flat taxer yeah Um, i i say abolish the income tax give me 100 percent of my money and let me spend it on what i spend on add a sales tax a flat sales tax to everything buy a car great buy a tv great buy clothes great hey make your own food make your own clothes do anything you can to make it better for your family Mm. save the money great so i'm a flat taxer that to me that puts people who are out of the system drug dealers who aren't paying taxes great you're still buying your escalade and your big screen tv i'm still getting my road paved and my kid still has a school that your kid attends to that you're not paying for that i am in another system so i'm a flat taxer
2: there's a lot of good things that you can say about flat tax i don't know you know i i have to sit down and look at all those things but i think we could take baby steps to that Uh, i think
1: it's the most meat in the middle for the taxation is theft i think they i think most taxation of theft people would go Okay, I'll pay, but only what I want to pay on. Yeah. Great, man. And seeing with those cases, you wouldn't have tax on a used car. You already paid tax on that item. That tax was already spent. Right. But who everybody knew. Right. So no tax on a used car. You're a libertarian. No tax man. on a gift. You don't um, even know it yet. So, You You, I, are,
2: you are a libertarian. And income tax. Yeah. Albert Einstein said one time, uh, the only thing he could not comprehend is income tax. Yeah, I
1: don't, I don't get it either. It's dumb, and like the death tax, and it's like estate tax, stupid like that. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with corporation tax. Here's the deal: the sales tax pays it. The corporation has to pay some of that, so it's yeah. like it shouldn't be some like you, you, you're being taxed just because you're rich. No. No, no, you know what? I See, that's another one for me is the hate the rich. It's like some people worked hard to get there, and I don't hate them for that. Am I jealous? Yes. Do I think they shouldn't have it because I don't have it? No. And so I'm not like, fuck them just because they're rich. If you take a percentage from everybody, guess what? Those motherfuckers buy yachts. Do you know how much tax is going to be on a yacht? Amen. Those motherfuckers buy planes. Do you know how much tax is on a plane? Yep. So there's no need to stick him in the ass so that he dodges every system that actually participates in the and tax system. that's what system. you have right now. You, yeah. have, so oh, yeah. many, you have so many 100%. American...
2: Companies right now, who have an office somewhere in, in the uh, Camden Islands or something, and they're ducking all these taxes yeah. they should be paying. Yeah.
1: All right, so here's one what's going to separate us. This is taking off the gloves. You ready? This is the this is the <laughs> moment. This is the the stamping of the feet. This is a hard one for people. Abortion.
2: Well, I've thought about abortion a lot, and this is this is where I come. I'd like to preface this with an adage. Okay, excellent. And I think if you sat down, let's just pretend you're not left, you're not right, you're right. not up, you're not down. You're human. You're a human being. This is this is the adage. If men could get pregnant, and it happened a lot, mm-hmm. there would be an abortion clinic on every corner in the United States.
1: 100% agree.
2: Um, so then you have to take one step back and go, what, what are we doing? I'm a Christian. I said that before. Uh, I believe that because there are certain passages of the Bible that I believe that human beings are eternal spirits. And we actually, I know this may sound like Santa Claus talk or whatever, but this is what I believe. I believe there's a verse in the Bible that says, Before you were even born, God knew you in the womb.
1: I knew every hair on your head. Yep. Did you so, know I would have less later? I want, that's <laughs> a thing I wanted to know. Well, that's,
2: with my afro, I was like, why give me the curly hair and then now I'll take it away? You know,
1: waste it in the worst part of our life. That's right. But anyway, but
2: So... Personally, I'm pro life. Luckily, I don't have the equipment to ever have an abortion. I would encourage my daughters. I would encourage my wife never to have an abortion. And I would tell them why. Okay. I'd tell all my friends, please don't have an abortion because let's call a spade a spade. You're having an abortion to end a life. A life yeah. is coming into the world. I agree. Because if you didn't go to the place to have the guy do the gimmick to you, the baby would be here. You're right. going there and paying him money to stop the life.
1: So, where are you legally? Where do you think laws should be on it? Pro-choice. Okay.
2: And the reason is this: because not everybody believes like I do. I do. I agree. I a lot of people think that uh, there's a mass of cells, and the thing's not not a human being until there's a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Some people think uh, it's like shaving a beard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just cutting out a part of your body. Right. I think at the end of the day, it's not up to to these old white shrills and tricks to tell women what to do with their bodies women carry a lot of weight a lot of women carry a lot of weight with these decisions it should be between the woman it should be her between her baby her spouse or spouse like human uh... her god if she has one and the doctor the doctor swears to a hippocratic oath not to mutilate or destroy if he can uh... if there's a medical reason or any other reason and they can get the same page that should be between her and those other entities that i listed uh, the doctor god everybody else the baby uh i think we can educate people i can say hey girls you know what when you lay down and he lays on top of you in the back of the uh volkswagen bug uh you may your life may change for the rest of your life and he's just going to be like whoo that was crazy you know so i mean it's not fair it's not a fair system there's not a clean answer but i think legislative wise uh you know, it's already law. There's no putting the kittens back in the in the pillow sack. You know? Right. It, it, I guess
1: at this point I just want to make sure your philosophy and our philosophies tend to be ninety nine percent on point together. Yeah. I'm the same way. It's like, look, here's my thing. I believe almost one hundred percent verbatim what you said. I think the one thing that I always tend to include is go look, is it your body? Yes. I believe there's another body in there. So I'm pro choice but i think that baby should have a choice too and that's the thing that's where people disagree is they and again i respect you don't agree fine but i think we still have to sit at the table and find a middle ground and we have to go is there a point is there a reason where you go hey you know should the government pay for it should my tax dollars go to it no but I'm that way with general health care anyway I'm not a universal right. health care guy right. um, I believe in personal responsibility right. and so in this case too I believe in personal responsibility sure. did you make a yeah. okay so you want to do this great well should you have to notify all parties I think so you know should the man get to tell you no maybe not but I think he should at least know and get a say and well it's he my can- body well it's his child too and that's those are the the, the the philosophies that divide us and so I don't hate people that disagree I just that's that's my opinion so we're, we're pretty close i don't think
2: i don't think anything you said was was off base no. i mean um
1: so i think we're almost spot on it's, with it's a, a
2: sad anytime there's an abortion to me of course some people may think i'm funny for saying this uh but i, th- I think that's a, that's a heavy subject man that's gonna you know i, I lost it three, is i lost three kids uh to miscarriages and I, I i wept uh and those technically in some people's eyes weren't even babies right yet. yeah and uh I still if I if I talk about it too much longer and this is years ago because we're way too old now to have babies, but I, I could still, uh, break down and start. Crying oh, I over. do
1: all the time. I lost a daughter. Yeah, I I, sh- I have a, a a daughter who would be in between my two who um, died during childbirth. So Jeez. it wasn't a miss. It was a miscarriage. But it's so closely related. Um, I do understand miscarriage people, because a lot of people blow that off and go, "It's not even a child." And it's like, look, man, it's emotionally attached. It's different. Um, in my case, I get to hold my daughter. Uh, she has a tombstone. You know, we have a final resting place. Um, so I did get some of those. But and it is hard. You have to find a way to make it through and it is something that does break me down so sure. it is one of those reasons that influence my opinion i'm not saying that should influence yours or theirs so uh, we're, we're in agreement. Well, i think that's uh, a pretty solid answer uh, i definitely um um appreciate and salute um where you're coming from on all that that's well, that's I, where i'm at
2: it came after a lot of thought i had a lot of guy a lot of christians that are like i can't believe you're, you're pro choice and it's like there's
1: we can debate I'm not going to force my opinion on you. Yeah. Just when can you give me the same respect?
2: When can you? Is there a point in the third trimester where we could all say, "Okay, that's a kid. yes"? That I agree. Is there is there a point where we can come together and say, "Okay, well, this is this needs to happen" or whatever? And and you know. I respect Ron Paul. Ron Paul's the reason why I'm a libertarian right. and he, a lot of people don't know, he was an OBGYN mm-hmm. or maybe he was maybe maybe he was a birth I don't even know what he he was the guy that was the, the birthing doctor or right. whatever. And um, he said he became pro-life forever when he went into one room and people were fighting to save a baby just like in your situations mm-hmm. they were losing. And he went across the hall and somebody was cutting out another one and threw it in a bag. And at that point, he had just a horrible... Well, he had lightning s- crashes, yeah. is what he had. Yeah. By, by, Alive. <laughs> yeah, that's what he had. He had lightning
1: crashes and, going on. And so on.
2: he was he was in the middle of, of just all sorts of hurt and pain and weirdness. Yeah. And human beings are weird. Human yeah. beings oh, yeah. are we're are... We're, we're, we're all brothers and sisters in a weird kind of... We're trying to look cool, but we're all kind of insecure, and we're all... Going here and there, and we're all chasing green rectangle uh, pieces of cloth, and and we're, you know, we're just trying to find people to surround ourselves with that we like and that they can stand us and stuff, and it, it it's messy. Human, the human existence is has, it, it is, is messy, and and this is not an easy question for anybody.
1: No, it's not. And again, it's a it's it's definitely a loaded question, but it's the last one. Oh. And now we're going to do something fun. We're going to move on to the five to drive, but before that. Man, thanks so much for being here. Hey, um, no problem. This has been, honestly, one of the best sit-downs I've ever had. It's what I wanted. I wanted opinions and views and entertainment all rolled in one, and you are the epitome of that, and thank you. Well, thank you, I really you, man. appreciate that's, it. That's it. Thank you um, for
2: having me. You're, you're, you, 20 years ago, you'd be paid for doing this, and it's a crime that you're not.
1: Hopefully, we'll get there again. That's yeah. the goal. Terry's... Uh, Terry's our, our, our superstar. He's our movie maker. And our goal is to ride his coattails all the way to the middle. <laughs> um, that's, doing... that's yeah. He's good, too. Uh, he is fantastic and very undercredited for what he did, but what he does around here. But where where can we find out more about you and Wrestling With Ghosts? Plug what you got. This is a chance to let us know where we can find you. Um, anybody, uh, the three people that are for sure listening, want to follow <laughs> up and find out more about your uh, wrestling, your ghost, your taxi service. Where can we find the Funkmaster when we need him? Where's the Funkmaster signal?
2: <laughs> I got you. Well, it's, it originates uh, on a 1972 Ford mothership hovering above the Great Smoky Mountains in Pigeon like Forge, Tennessee. But uh, if you're in the area and you need a taxi ride and you hate Uber, Funkmaster V's Uptown Cabs of Renown, you can go to UptownCabsofRenown.com, and we are a uh, five-star rated taxi service, rock and roller, Man, we are fast, clean, and funky. Um, if you're interested in the paranormal, me and my uh, tag team partner Luke, who's a seven-foot giant, and another guy named Travis Graves have already done season one of Wrestling with Ghosts, and uh, I can't really... I actually, I don't give a shit anymore because the contracts are irritating me, but... We are under contract to produce uh, another television show called Wrestling with the Paranormal. Okay. Uh, Same basic format? It is. Uh, they want us to have cryptids, but we're going to be on major TV. Right now, we're on a, a streaming network called Asai TV, which is ASY TV. Okay. And they've got some cool stuff. they got a UFO show with Lita and Puppet from. Uh, Lita the
1: wrestler? Yeah. They've oh, got, sweet.
2: They've got a lot of people uh, involved. Uh, you know, there's a lot of cool little shows over there. Nice. And it's only two bucks a month to stream oh, that's Asai. That's not bad to stream a side TV. You can go to FunkmasterV.com for that. Any of my comedy, any of my music, any of my wrestling. Funk- so the band you talked
1: about was is on there too?
2: Yeah, there's some music Sweet. from there. Sweet! Um, and then, uh, I guess the big gimmick for the next six months or so is going to be, or actually less than that now, five months, is going to be uh, BelieveInTheFunk.com.
1: BelieveInTheFunk.com. I love it. And that is the...
2: 2018 gubernatorial Funkmaster V okay. website for lovers so
1: not not to not to draw the uh, the bad questions out but we want to know um, donations of the campaign we're interested in helping what can we do
2: uh, there's a donation uh, button on that website it's on the uh, first page it's got the videos uh, so PayPal I'm yeah, assuming something paypal. of that
1: nature or Vimo yeah. or whatever it is um, awesome, man! Awesome. Well, that's great. We definitely, I definitely want to check out the show. Um, so you said, uh, did do you uh, uh, can find it on what's the network again?
2: It's Asai TV, Asy TV. Hey, I'm
1: gonna write that. It's down short for
2: Asylum Television. A
1: S A Y.
2: No, A S Y.
1: A S Y. Got TV. it. I'll, I'll look that up when we home. My wife will love it. She loves paranormal shows like that. Um, so that is that is that is um, again. I think. Uh, the reason you're here you're you're everywhere you're doing it all we, uh, we love it and we're glad you're here but we're gonna do the five to drive the five episode or the five questions I ask every guest to drive this episode home and uh, I like to do these lists you said you do too you're the first guest to ever say you were excited so I'm real fun <laughs> I'm super stoked on that
2: I love lists and surveys me too yeah.
0: and
1: I customize again I make my own five so we can compare them I customize these for every guest and for you it was like what are you gonna do music you're gonna do you're gonna do wrestling And you're the first wrestling-based one I've done. Okay. But again, I like to do a little different than what people expect.
2: Beautiful.
1: I want, in no particular order, just uh, top five, I want your top five favorite wrestling titles. Not the championship, the belt itself, aesthetics, not what it represents, maybe who it it represents to you, but favorite belts, aesthetically. Your top five replica belts, what are they?
2: Um... Number five is going to be Hulk Hogan's Southeastern Championship Wrestling title because I owned it. It was the only. That's right. It was the only title of Hulk Hogan that uh, nobody knew where it was. I sold it a couple of years ago for thousands and thousands of dollars to a happy Canadian, uh, but it was basically found in a garage. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody didn't know what it was. They went, there's a guy locally that everybody kind of hates his, his name's Terry Landell. He oh yeah. Have, <laughs> he, <laughs> used to, he used to oh, have yeah. this, uh, cable access show.
1: A reference, uh, even Terry. Yeah, <laughs> Who's your daddy? Everyone
2: hates him. And, and so this guy, Terry Landell and walked up, walked up and told him that he would pay him $200 for the belt. And the guy contacted a friend of mine, basically said, uh, is there somebody at Terry Landell that hates? And he said he hates Funk Master V. I got it for less than $200 and sold it for $6,000. So that's my fifth place belt. Number four <laughs> is the East Tennessee YouTube Television Title, which is a belt that I created. Uh-huh. And it was akin to the old uh, WCW TV title matches they would have because at YouTube, when I first created that belt, uh, YouTube videos had to be 10 minutes. So. Mm-hmm. It was going to be a bell to bell thing, and then if you couldn't pin the guy in 10 minutes, the guy retained the, bi- the belt, and the matches would be put on YouTube. Right. Only problem was a lot of the matches had terrible camera angles, or the wrestling match was bad, so I didn't put a lot of those on YouTube. Number three, hmm. uh, I would say my own Funkmaster V Ego Pro Heavyweight Championship okay. belt.
1: We love Ego Pro around here, we're uh, big fans.
2: But that belt is badass because it's got me on it. Number two, I love the big gold belt. It's been overused. Yep, uh, yep. But it's I,
1: Jimmy Page overrated. Yeah. It, Nine ten. Okay. Yeah. But is it a thirty? No.
2: It represents Ric Flair to me, which I told you outside was my favorite wrestler and, and the NWA and what the NWA was and how cool that organization was once upon a time and what it and how many wrestlers that belt represented and what it took to be the champion. I think it's a good choice. And then number one is. Uh, The NWA World Television Title that was red with the silver on it that had the ABC logo, the NBC logo. It's just and and it's got like an old kitsch-looking camera on a a, a, a tripod. I just, it's just sweet, man. It's just a cool looking belt.
1: Good list, excellent. All surprises, all. But again, good, good list, excellent. I I did remember the historical one, and I figured that would be on there. Um, I think you'll appreciate mine. Mine don't have as much personal meaning, but um, number one. All time favorite, old school, '80s, '90s, NWA U.S. heavyweight title. Sweet the the eagle, the flag. Yep. To me, it's Barry Windham. It's yep. it's Sid Vicious. It's that era, and I love it. And so that that's easy. Number one, number two. Um, I love the undisputed belt. When um, Brock Lesnar uh, won it, uh, I think, or Triple H won it in that era when they were the combining WCW and WWF I don't
2: remember what that looks like. I remember um, it.
1: it's gorgeous. Uh, Terry, can you could you pull it up? The I undisputed thought Jericho was the
2: first. He might have been.
1: Again, I was falling out of wrestling at the time. I was too. But I I would see it once in a while, and I thought that is just great. So um, it was classic. It's it's very because I think now. All belts look like a dog shit. I think they're terrible. They're all the same. It's like, well, the blue one is this, the red, but it's they look like class rings.
2: They don't mean anything. They look like class rings. The, the, I know wrestling is predetermined. Yeah, but it's still a show. It's still a But the, enjoy it. the, the, yeah, I see that. That's pretty yeah, cool. It's the, gorgeous. Uh, yeah. The, the, uh, the belts used to mean certain yes, things. Yes. And and they used to represent certain places.
1: Now they're all the same, they're class rings. Well, they're just they're boring.
2: Who cares if you win the US title or the Intercontinental? Do you sit there nothing. in bed going, "I want to be the European champion." No. It the titles used to mean I am the champion of this region, right. you know, I'm Regional
1: wrestling is yeah. an archaic term, but I'm glad you you understand that. But yeah, yeah. that's my favorite all-time is the US title, the undisputed. I probably a close second. Um, and then again for me, the WWF 80s 90s tag team the demolition era the yeah. i love that belt it's That's it's rectangular cool it's round it's sexy i loved it um in the same way the same era intercontinental belt the globe right in the middle. Uh, the under the. the Do you like the, the ultimate warrior ultimate version warrior. with the white? No, no. I'm a classic black. I, okay. I'm an old. School, I'm a, I'm a purist. Again, I'm a gearhead. Right. Right. So my belts. I don't like the smoking skull. Stone Cold all time favorite. Hate the smoking belt. I like classic black. I'm even a fan of old school brown once in a while. Right on. And the red is vintage, but it's not my vintage. I like black or occasionally brown. I don't like the yellow, any of that. But right. that era intercontinental belt right plates on. loved it. Um, And then I guess for me, I know the big gold belt, but it's not for me. I like not the winged eagle, the one right after it, the big cookie. The, the green one? No, no, the the Stone Cold Undertaker oh, okay. attitude era. Gotcha. The one right before they went back to the rise of the big gold belt. Right. But the the round one. It was kind of the the mesh of the winged eagle. I love that. So that's a, that's a sweet uh, looking yeah, belt. Yeah, yeah. And again, it represented Stone Cold in the attitude era, and I loved it. It was everything for me.
2: Well, I I was a part of this group called TXW, and I I, I always I designed the belts, and I always was like oh. the tag team belts. And every promotion look exa- exactly like the heavyweight yeah. belt, and they should look different. So yeah. I, we came up with you know the friendship bracelets that have kind of like they break apart like that. Mm-hmm. The face plate was one face plate, but it was nice. broken apart on two different belts. That way, oh, that's it looked, cool. Yeah, and I got a lot of uh, publicity for nice. that. Nice. Yeah,
1: I have to say, of all the new belts, I do like the new tag belts. They kind of look like coins. Yeah, the Roman. Those are neat. The, yeah, the, the, the Spartans. I like, those are I cool. Like
2: the, I like those just because they are different. Yeah,
1: it's not a class ring. Yeah, yeah it's like so. Right. I, I'm down with those. So that's a good list. I definitely applaud. That that's an excellent excellent list. You do good. Um, next we do um, again. It's a wrestling uh, theme for, but everybody gets this wrestling theme. Okay. You will just appreciate it more. Okay. Again, I'm a stable guy. Mm. I love a, the old Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors, Jake the Snake, Paul Ellering, the you know again the the Warlord, the Barbarian. When the Legion of Doom was a stable, the Four Horsemen, the the DOA. I love that always. That Dead Beats of Comedy. So I want everybody to make their own Four Horsemen. You get dinner with the Four Horsemen. You get to pick three living celebrities, you being the fourth. No need to pick roles. You can choose whatever you want in your head. But three living celebrities to form your own Four Horsemen.
2: Oh, it doesn't even have to be wrestling?
1: No. No, 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 no. No, Mine were a lot of wrestlers on lists. We get a lot of wrestlers on lists. Mine were um, Tom Waits, Stone Cold, and Alex Jones. So that was my three. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Crazy. So three living celebrities Gee, this caveat. Whiz. Yeah. See, I
2: was about to sit there and go like four horsemen. I just don't even change, but if if it's No, it's, it's you.
1: It's you. You're the fourth one, so who's your three? I don't know living what we're doing,
2: but we're gonna kick ass. That's yes. all I know. We're walking into the bar and we are the four horsemen. Exactly. Of funk or something. You're stable
1: for whatever you want to do.
2: On my right nineteen sixty nine Super Bowl three winning quarterback Joe Namath okay. in a mink coat and a jersey. $3,000 sunglasses on the inside of the mink, the Jets logo over and over printed. Uh, to my left, white hat, white mink, or white coat, bass player for La- Graham Central Station, and Sly of Family Stone, Larry Graham.
1: He's still alive? Okay, yeah, excellent. he's still okay, alive. Good. I, thought, I actually thought he had passed, but good. Nope. No, it was the guy from Earth, Wind, and Fire that passed. Really uh, recently. Yeah, Maurice, Maurice, yeah. Maurice, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Died. Okay, Maurice my white bad. Died.
2: And then the uh, bass player for Brothers Johnson, Lewis Johnson. Died, correct, like correct. Last year yeah. And then on the end, little guy, failed Republican uh, presidential nominee. We would, I, I guess we could all carry him in. It would be Ron Paul. Good choice. It's so that, good would be, choice. that would be the Four Horsemen of Funk. Excellent. I, I
1: like it. That's an excellent. We've had some good ones. I, for non-wrestling fans, I have to edit it to who's your Fantastic Four. Right. right. And so that that works. Most people get, oh, I get that. I always edit it to, I like the X-Men, the Avengers. I have to edit it for my non-wrestling fans, but it's a wrestling Four Horsemen. The best was one time I said it, I was explaining it to somebody who's not a wrestling fan, and Terry went, It's biblical, and I was like, I know it's biblical, but in this particular instance, the wrestling metaphor is what works. So, good choice.
2: So I'm thinking about us pulling up in a limousine and being done by about six o'clock, because I think every one of those guys is like seventy years old. Yeah, that's true. Very old. That's true.
1: But it's good. It's good. That's excellent choice. Excellent. You're so far, you're top of the pops with both. Let's see where we go with this one. We again, as we said, are many faceted characters. So in a perception of us, there's always things people expect us to be, but there are things people expect us not to be. What's your guilty pleasure? What's that thing that you love just deep down as the little kid that people don't expect? Again, I admit it. I like disco. I have a ton. Almost all my pleasures are guilty pleasures. B-movies and fucking like uh, disco and shit like that. But you said you like pop music, but what's your guilty pleasure?
2: What I meant by pop music is I like the pop structure of yeah, music. Me not, too. Not like in sync. I like radio tunes. I do like Three uh, to four what I call songs. the teeny boppers. Right.
1: The Selena Gomez's and stuff. Like, I like that kind of music. So, again, I could guilty like the pleasure look, for I'd me. I turn the volume down and watch her dance um, around. I, I like some of the music. I'm, I'm a dork like that. So, again, a guilty pleasure for me. So, what's your guilty pleasure?
2: I have one of the largest uh, collections in the world of Atari 7800 games. Uh, in fact, I may have. I have a complete collection with tons of extras, and actually, I've, I'm a world champion at about six or seven games. I haven't played in a long time, but I'm a big I, Atari. I have an Atari still set up in my house.
1: I am gonna cry on this episode. I I just came on myself. <laughs> um, I'm an old school Atari guy. I grew up with a 2600. Yep. But that's my era, and so to me, me that is. Uh, I love wood panel, shitty, and so You're I love coming it. Back with another yeah. one. So that is fantastic. Again, Terry, that is probably my favorite guilty pleasure of the series. That is amazing.
2: Well, and also just just to, I I'm you I'm older than you, so yep, I had, you know, a, I, had a, I had an Atari twenty six hundred. Oh yeah. I chose a seventy eight hundred over a Nintendo because I could play the old Atari twenty six hundreds on the seventy eight hundred. Oh, did a, play the twenty six. It was the first backward. It. it was the first backwards compatible. Atari, I went uh, video game machine.
1: I went from Atari to the Nintendo. That was my leap. I had yep. friends that had like the Odyssey and the ColecoVision, but I made the jump from um, uh, straight from a twenty six hundred wood panel to the Nintendo. Um, so that 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 is again my favorite guilty pleasure so far. Um, here we do. We've been through the the first three, a lot of fun. You know, we did our list, and and now let's let's be honest and be real and be serious. So let's let's do something that is again something as a father we all think about someday. When you have funked your last and you, you, you have to leave a legacy for your kids and your family, what do you want in your tombstone? What, what do you want left behind to go, I was here?
2: Um, I mean, the legacy I want for my children is I want them to be, and this comes back down to the gu- gubernatorial run, is, is be the change you want to see in the world. Hi, i'm not running for governor to be rich famous or whatever i've got enough money for myself people know who i am i don't need that what i see is i'm a football player on a rainy football field and there's a football in the middle of the field and i believe in the game and i believe in my team and i think it's important for my team to win and nobody's going after this football I, by God, am going to go run over and pick it up, and I'm going to try my damnedest with no time left on the clock to score a touchdown because we need a good person. We need a decent human being. We need a none-of-the-above type. We need somebody that's counter the, the man to try to get in this office, to get in all these offices throughout the land and try to make America a better place because we have too many demagogues. We have too many talking heads talking about us and them. You're my age. You know about Schoolhouse Rock. You remember the melting <laughs> pot. You saw all those kids, yeah. brown kids, yellow kids, yeah. red kids, white kids in the big stew pot on that. C- yeah. I believe in that. I believe, the, I believe all of us make us better. And all of our histories and all of our backgrounds make us tremendous. So I, in my life, feel like I am in a place where I need to raise awareness for problems so we can be that city on a hill. And, and to answer your question more specifically or more acutely, I want all of my kids, my niece, my nephew, my daughter, to be brave enough to get out of their own way and to quiet the voices in your head that says, don't do that, the people are going to laugh at you, whatever. Do the right thing. Do what you think the right thing is and never be afraid and never let anybody tell you that you can't do anything. Always try to score the touchdown in your life.
1: Rudy. That's all I could think. He's, the whole time, I'm like, I'm not a sports guy, but I like a good sports movie. And as you're telling that, you know, I want to be the football player for the, you know, I can't change the world, but I want to be there. All I kept thinking is Rudy, Rudy. <laughs> but it's, it's the perfect metaphor. It is those moments that I do think makes humanity a better thing. And that is a great, great answer. So, awesome. So, again, we do bring it real, but we don't leave it on a downer. We leave it on a much happier note, and we'll, we'll – We'll all be in a better place if we get to spend more time in our happy place. What's your happy place? When life has kicked you, when you're beaten and bruised, where is it you like to go to let it down? You know, like I said earlier, I like to play video games. I like to sit on my couch with a blunt and a video game. And my kids running in and out when they get up for milk. And, you know, needing, I got to go me. And there was my wife. That's it for me. I love it. What is it for you? What's your happy place? It's
2: probably something to do with our age, but I never thought I'd be somebody that would say this. Not that I didn't care about them, but I just I always, I've had a crazy life. I have a million stories. I've seen a million different things and a million too. different avenues. One reason I think I'm good for governor is I've, you know this adage, I've uh, dined with kings and queens, slept in alleys and ate pork and beans. I know every man, you know. I mean, I've, I've worked Experience with him. Experience creates wisdom. Yes, and I've, I've seen everybody on every level. And I thought I would have some sort of, if I ever was asked a question like this, I thought I'd have some sort of crazy, out-of-sight <laughs> answer. But the answer to that question is on the mothership, my house, with my wife hmm. and my daughter, just chilling out. I mean, that to me is, that's thats thats what it's all about. Me too.
1: I got big dreams, but in reality, that's where my smiles are. My biggest smiles take place there.
2: Everything else creates anxiety.
1: yeah. yeah. It's even, worth it sometimes. Comedy is stressful, yeah. but the payoff is great. Home is stressful, Respite. but the payoff is fucking heroin to a rock star yeah. to me. It's like comedy's great, and I love it, and it's worth it, but this is even better. And yeah. so, yeah, it's it for me. And it's, again, it's
2: getting harder and harder for me to drive away from yeah. home.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And even though I love entertainment, I love wrestling, I love comedy, I love making movies, I love making TV shows, I love playing music, it's now like, whew, do I want to get in the car? Yep. Do I want to drive? Because you're
1: like me. I drive in from Morristown. You're an hour away from almost all opportunities. Right. And so, yeah, it's hard. But um, that is, that is, I think, all in all, my personal, again, we all have our favorites. We all have things we enjoy. I think that is my favorite five-to-drive answers ever they, oh. we are such on a wavelength I honestly think all in all again it's 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 a, a, a 5 out of 5 stars to every answer when I look at it and go I love it that's me too I love it that is honestly 5 out of 5 stars all the way across the board well, thank yeah, you for me man. so that's thank great you. Um, Vinny we're gonna we're gonna call it quits here we do want it to be continued come back keep us informed Um, let us know what we can do to help along the way you know let us know if you need uh, you know rallies whatever you're doing we would love to come and help I would love as a comedian to offer my services to help I think we're on a lot of the same page so um, we will um, definitely have you back open invitation anytime Terry thank you again for being here you are always uh, again the one that keeps us rolling and uh, every two weeks every two weeks and I love it I couldn't I couldn't be here without you I couldn't be here without the fans and that's that's why i I like to to send off every episode with with again a reminder that my philosophy is i'm here for you i'm here to entertain you um you know and i wouldn't be here without people like terry making this show people listening fans that come to comedy shows there's no reason to be here and my philosophy is that a crowd without a comic is still a crowd a comic without a crowd is just a narcissistic (laughs) asshole with a microphone. (laughs) And uh, we couldn't be here without you. That brings back a lot of memories for me. Yeah. So check us out on Stage Diver Network, um, anywhere podcasts are found. You can uh, tune in to Deadbeat Radio and more. Um, And we'll be back. Thank you so much.
0: What's the matter with you? How can you write modern syllabically? He's atrophy shrinking your entire vocabulary? His style's like garbage cans, meant to be taken out on a weekly basis. Ever since you first record, you've been in a state of suspended animation. You're like up an Ostroepithecus, me, we create Abacus. Enough about you, let's talk about me and how single-handedly I need mean to find the science of breaking astronomy. Make a noble proximate, especially the notions of reality. Oh, but I digress. You play sorry, I play chess. Kings, E3, check me. Go get some Percocets. sense <laughs>